Oh man, everybody, hold on to your mm-hmm. seats. We're back. Uh, Starts out with fire. It, it it's coming in hot today. Yeah. Okay. We're not even gonna do typical intros. I'm not gonna introduce co-hosts today because we got something we got to get to right away. Yeah. Or Grant's literally gonna explode. Still mad. Two uh, and a half hours later. I mean, dude, he's he's gonna light it up today. Uh, if you happen to be rightfully a, so, if you, if you happen to uh, be the head coach of a certain baseball team about four hours north of us, um, and you listen to this, you deserve it. But yeah. dang, you're gonna get lit up in a if minute. If you're a Mariners fan, listen to this. There's one person to blame for what yeah. happened. We're gonna get into powder puff football. We're gonna definitely yeah. talk about that today. <laughs> uh, we've got some absolute trash games that happened on on Sunday. I think a rough uh, week overall. R.I.P. to the Lions season and one other team that we're gonna highlight a whole bunch. Uh, that we we really think it's not just this year, uh, but for years to come is in a real bad spot. Yeah. So uh, buckle up, kids. And uh, if you really hate baseball, just for, fast forward to the 25-minute marker. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's good. You need to listen to it. Uh, Grant, Grant has some stats to hit you with in just a moment. So let's get right to it. Peace. Welcome to Sportsify for Wednesday, October 12th with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. What's up, everybody? We are uh, we're back after an accidental week off. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we uh, got a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to get into. We want to know what the crud roughing the passer is. I think we, the refs want to know knows. what that is. I, I think the NFL needs to decide real quick. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. We're going to do some reaction to last night's Monday Night Football game. What in the world did the Raiders just do? How in the world are you up three scores and you lose that game? Uh, I, I the Houston Texans wrote the script on how to lose I, a game to Patrick Mahomes. That's literally what I was about to say. But genuinely, that was really bad. Just really bad right. game management. Can I already just come in with my stat of the week? Right oh, you got a stat go. of the week on the opener? Let's go. So Patrick Mahomes is now 12 and 9, 57.1%. In games, he trails by 10-plus after the first quarter. No one else in NFL history has won more than 40% of such games in a minimum of 20 games. Tom Brady is 39 and 62. That's 38.6%. Holy cow, kids. If the GOAT the goat hasn't done near what you have. So That's when special. You, so when you score on the Chiefs, just know you're not winning the game. And I also <laughs> like, saw, like, like, seriously. I think the graphic that I saw was that he's... Two and one in games where he trails by seventeen or more. Yes. So basically, one. don't let them get ahead early, and also don't get ahead early, <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs> now go play football. <laughs> now go I, play. I, I wonder. I wonder if games where he's ahead by five after the first quarter. Yeah, you know, they, his record is there. We, or we need like the advanced analytics random. to like find the score that you get ahead by, but that he doesn't win. Uh, you know, as much against, and then just kind of ride with that. Seriously, this Sunday gave us a bunch of good games. Uh, we had a couple blowouts. Uh, Patriots game isn't worth talking about. Poor Lions. Um, uh, the we will not spend any time today. I promise. Talking about the 49ers and the Panthers. That was a pretty boring game as well. We can also uh, not talk about the Rams for a few weeks. That would be fine by me. We, 
No, we're talking about them a little bit. That's not, a, and we should we should a few specific. We should talk about, about by far the worst game of the season, Thursday uh, night football. Yes. Thursday night football oh, yeah. was trash on fire. Uh, it's at, it's at least going to be top two. I don't I don't know if anything could be this, worse this, than that. This Thursday night may give it a run for its money. Well, we'll see. Uh, that it, there is a whole bot a whole bunch of not going to plays. Um, on both those rosters for Thursday night, it's yep, it's yep, going to be yep. a backup game. But uh, before we get into all of that, uh, Grant had a rough day today, guys. A real rough day of epic epic proportions, and so much so that he wrote out an entire script that he now needs to read to us. And before he loses his freaking, and mind. I will say even before Grant gets into it. I, you guys know I'm not the baseball guy. You're not a baseball no, guy. Even myself, I was at work watching the the game cast, just kind of in the background. Yep. And I was, I was like, all up. right, into the eighth inning, seven to three. Feels really good. They give up those two right in the yep. eighth. Um, and I've always been, you know, somebody says, for me, as somebody who didn't grow up on baseball, there needs to be kind of something exciting to get me back into paying attention to baseball. And you know, funnily enough, it's the fact that the Mariners are an exciting team and we're finally in the playoffs. And I say we like I'm a fan, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, it's Poser. love to have you. Poser. But, Poser. Come on. But it's a, it's enough for me to like want to pay attention again. And I will say um, it for me is the regular season that just is too much for me to want to oh, yeah. pay attention to. I, yeah. I, you will not find another baseball fan or somebody that loves baseball as much as I do. That's as passionate as I am about dropping 62 games off the schedule. Exactly. Like so, I am. Let's just I get it down the, to hundred. So when I got, when I got my subscription, like I watched a lot of them, I at least had them on while I was doing stuff. Most of the time, I probably watched 80% of the games from like July from like June to now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at least watching them um, because for the Mariners, every game meant so much. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain why like every game yeah. meant a lot. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, it, but I will say like playoff baseball, it's like anytime you get to the playoffs or anything, like even hockey, I'll like kind of well, loosely pay attention to yeah, playoff like hockey. If we, any, anytime you do a game seven in sports, yeah, it's officially it, it's worth exciting watching. and it's really cool. Like what the Mariners have been able to do this season um, and knowing that it's the Astros and like all this stuff. Well, yeah, it, we uh, all I, hate them. I even me at work with not as much on the line mentally and emotionally and spiritually as Grant, I was like, (laughs) this is great. What the heck's going on? And then when I saw, (laughs) and then when I saw two outs, bottom of the ninth, two on base, Uh and then I see a a solo shot to bring three home, I I was like, here we go. I'm going to walk you through the whole thing. So yeah, I'm I'm going to let Grant take the floor. Hold on, on, though. Just before you jump, I was going to say, I think baseball players should get Monday and Tuesday off. Because who gives a crud on Monday and Tuesday? Yeah. It does like, give me something to watch on Monday or I'm, Tuesday. I, or, or at least rotate what teams play yeah. Monday, Tuesday, like we do with Thursday football, Monday yeah. football. Like, that's the schedule I would be down for. You give them four or five days a week where they're playing games, I'd be good. Get rid of double headers forever because it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then genuinely just do that. Because who wants to... I know some people that want to watch five hours of baseball of their favorite team in one day. Um, but I enjoyed it when I did my doubleheader. I had fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I get kind it. Of. Like, it's a one-stop. <laughs> if, if you're in, if, if you're in attendance, it's different. But like yeah. just watching it on TV, it's yeah. That, that, that's, that's anyway, that said, Grant, we understand you have strong feelings, and they're understandable. Go. I want to say this: the sports gods hate me because of this reason. Right after, right after the Seahawks beat the Broncos, like I'm saying, this, there's been such bad luck for me in this podcast and the sports moments that I've been excited about this year. The week, the 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 episode that we would have recorded after the the Seahawks beat the Broncos. We couldn't record, so I couldn't parade around and be all excited. 
We also didn't have to record when Cal Raleigh, the big dumper, hit the home run to send us into the postseason. We also didn't record. So I didn't have that moment to great celebrate. Call. Great call, by the way. All awesome right. call Dave, by Dave Sims. Absolutely. Dave Sims was awesome. Dave Sims so I didn't have job. that. So I was so excited to come in today and be like, we just had an amazing series against Toronto. We shut them out and then had this epic comeback. And then I was going to have something to be excited. I told Jameson this on Sunday at church that I was excited to come in and record because I had something to celebrate this year. Like, like, sorry, this week. And now, this happened. But I do want to start with some good news. The good news is that um, the first thing I do want to say is the Mariners have lost their first playoff game in 21 years. So that, that, that is, the, the drought is over now yep. for the, the playoff wins. Sure. I mean, we have not lost in 21 years. I don't know if any other baseball team can really say that. Could. Um, dynasty, could. you could say. Could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a dynasty of the basement of the MLB. The two-game dynasty. But anyway, I, I want to start out and just walk through what happened. So first up, the Mariners were up big. They teed off on Justin Verlander, who was pretty much going to be the AL Cy Young winner. His ERA is, was 1.75 regular was season. Like, okay, I was going to ask. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like 1.7 something. It, it's ridiculous for a dude who pretty much didn't play at all the last two seasons to come back and do what he did was incredible. I was nervous. I honestly don't expect us to win this game. I was like, it's, they've had rest. Um, we've just had like some emotional wins the last couple of week, last couple games. Last week or two has been really like just a bunch of highs for us. I did not expect it, but we teed off. We put up six runs in four innings and sent them out. I was like, holy crap, this is pretty awesome. But I was like, of course, I was like, hey, no lead is safe. Obviously, uh, we te- um, the the Blue Jays had a massive lead on us going into the sixth inning, and we came back and won that game. So I was like, obviously, no lead is safe in baseball. Um, again, playoff baseball is exciting. Grant's celebratory texts were amazing, by the way. Oh, when they won that game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. I'm not going to quote it. That's I, I don't want to say those things, but I didn't I, say they were pretty great. It was all just random jumble. like. No, it wasn't was. random jumble. Yeah, there it was, was one specific one that was pretty great. <laughs> it was holy... No, no, not that one. Okay. That's fair. I did say suck at Canada. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, send them home. So anyway, they're up 7-5. They had given up a, a two-run shot. And the bottom of the eighth, I was like, I literally said, if they get two runs, I'm going to be nervous. And of course, Alex Bregman did the thing, got off Munoz, who's our best, our best reliever. The dude has a nasty slider and fastball. He's clipping at like 103. He can clip 103 on his fastball and like 93 miles per hour on his slider, which is insane. So they go up. Uh, so then we, we, we bring in our kind of a closer. We don't really have a designated closer, but he's the guy who's done it the most for us this season because um, we have a really great bullpen. Other guys, many other guys have done it. So we bring in Paul Seawald, comes in, gets a ground out on like the third pitch. Uh, ground out to shortstop, throws it to first base, gets the out. Then he hits a batter, which is unfortunate. And of course, Astro fans are booing and booing and booing. It's like, yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to put people on base. Um, that was definitely intentional, you morons. So that happens. Then we strike. Then Seawald strikes out Altuve, who's awesome at baseball. Um, he's great. I can't believe we did that. I'm like, okay, here we go. We got a runner on, two outs. Um, then we give up a single, uh, then Seawall gives up a single to Pena runners at first and second with Jordan Alvarez up, who is pretty much outside of Aaron judge, the best hitter in the AL pretty much. Um, he's pretty incredible. And so of course I was like, and he was the fifth batter in this lineup. So I'm like, don't go to him. Like literally I was like, if we cannot go to him, that'd be perfect. Of course that happens. So then Scott service decides that he is going to go to Robbie Ray to close the game, who has not had a relief appearance since 2014, instead of sticking with Seawalt, who has 20 saves on the year. He's got 20 saves on the year. Obviously, yes. He hit a guy, 
and a single, but he also struck out Altuve and got a ground out. So he's he, he's shown that he can do it. He's done it so many times. He's been clutch. Um, he did not have a great outing in Toronto, sure. Uh, but Robbie Ray also, who's by the way, who we paid a hundred million dollars to come here and be our ace before we traded for Luis Castillo. Um, so Robbie Ray uh, four days ago pitched three innings and gave up four runs on fifty six pitches. So Toronto teed up on us, gave us that big hole. Um, and I want to say this. When Robbie Ray came into this game to be the relief pitcher instead of another guy we'll get to in a second, his ERA was at 12 in the postseason. That, that's bad for those of you that for don't know baseball. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, so really Scott bad. Server decided to go with a guy who hasn't had a relief appearance in, what is that, eight years? Decides to use him, a guy who uh, four days ago uh, was throwing breaking balls that weren't breaking and was, it was awful. It was awful. Instead of going to this guy named Eric Swanson, uh, who's in our bullpen, had an ERA of 1.68, who ranks fourth in relievers in ERA. So th- the dude who Scott Service decides to not go with, who is a reliever, who has pitched in these tight spots before, has an ERA below two, decides, no, no, I'm not going to use him. I'm going to go with Robbie Ray instead. Against, and so he decided to pitch Robbie Ray against Alvarez, who hits 300 against lefties. Jameson, you don't watch baseball that much. You want to take a guess on what hand Robbie Ray pitches with? Just, 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 just think, think of the scope yes. of the dumb decisions that were made, how Alvarez bats 300 against lefties. I think you need to answer this one straight up and not sarcastically. <laughs> he might explode. He throws lefty. Yeah. 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 So, I, 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 I don't know if me answering that was actually going to like make you pop off anymore. I kind of, but I, I, I kind of want to just like, no, 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 no. That, that's not the worst part. One of the best part, you want to know what Jordan Alvarez's batting average against Robbie Ray is this season? 900. It's very high. 900. That is high. That's nine out of 10 times he hits the ball. Nine out of 10 far. times he has hit the ball against Robbie Ray this season. Robbie Ray has been horrendous against the Astros uh. all year. So he decides, oh, yeah, let's do this guy instead. Also, I want to bring up this fact. Alvarez, in seven plate appearances against Seawald, who he could have pitched, has a batting average of 143, one hit, and three strikeouts. So in seven plate appearances, Jordan Alvarez has a bad batting average, has three strikeouts. He has only one hit against him in seven appearances against Seawald. One hit. I think Grant's making a pretty good case for what Scott Service should have done today. Yeah. Look. I 100% understand trying to instill some confidence in your number two starting pitcher after a bad outing. outing I get that. But yeah. is that really what you're trying to do here? You're trying to instill confidence in a dude over trying to win a playoff game, steal game one against the most complete team in baseball, steal a game from Houston against their, the best pitcher probably in the league this year, just overall in general. That's what you decide to do is try to instill some confidence in a dude who's been scuffing. That's what you want to do in the playoffs? No, you want to win games in the playoff. That's what you want to do. Because here's the thing. If you had won today, Scott, we'd have been 1-0. And then, because since we ha- didn't have to go to a Game 3 yes on Sunday, we would have Luis Castillo to pitch Game 2, which is a better matchup. We could have potentially been 2-0 and coming back into Seattle with a chance to win. Because there would be at least, now, three games that have to play. And you don't have to win one of the next three. Two of them in Seattle. So you decided to instill confidence in a dude as opposed to winning the game? Dude, you were incredible this year. I believe you should be the manager of the year with what you did. We were 19 and 29 in June. Agree. 
wholeheartedly agree with that. We were 10 games below 500. Well, oh. 10 games below 500. We had a 13% chance of making the playoffs. And then Grant went and watched them in June lose to the Red Sox. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> no, and then, then watch them lose to the Angels, drop four to five against the Angels. Oh, that's yeah. oh, that's right. That was, then, our, that was right. our lowest point. Then they went uh, and played then, them next weekend. That's right. And then, Jesse, and then Phil Nevin, being a moron, decided to throw at Jesse Winker. There was an awesome fight. Oh, and that's then they right, went on the a run. Fight. They won 14 straight games going to the All-Star break. Ran, ran into a buzzsaw Dude. against the Houston Astros. Dude, we were 6-6 six and six against the Astros going into after the All-Star break. Then we drop, and then we, our, our season record against the Astros was 12-7, and seven, which isn't that great. But we've been competitive with them. Um, that's good. for a team for the team like the Astros. A one hundred eleven games. Yeah. That's stinking awesome. Yeah, just saying. So you decided to try and instill confidence in a dude as opposed to try and win the game. That's that's not a thing you should be doing in the playoffs. Also, by the way, we had all this incredible momentum. We shut down Alex Manoa. We teed off against him in the first game in Toronto. We had the we were the third team in MLB history to be down seven runs to win a game an MLB playoff history. Yep. We win that game. We have so much momentum. We're dancing on the field. We're teeing off on Verlander. We're having a great opportunity. I get that we let runs go, but that decision was the worst decision you could have made in that, in that, in that possibility. And you have now, honestly, just being straight up honest, you probably lost our season. I don't think you come back from this. I really don't. I don't think that you come back from, from, from what we did to then now lose the way we did. There's so many highs, like there's so many emotions of the last two weeks, making the playoffs, ending the drought, sweeping the Blue Jays, who are a good team in Toronto and a tough place to play. You do this. You are up by four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. You choke away two, then you choke away a three-run home run, and you make the most idiotic decision since we should have ran the ball at the one-yard line in Super Bowl Forty Nine. <laughs> This is the worst decision that has been made. Second worst decision probably in Seattle sports history. That's how bad this was. And I know you can all blame it. The players out execute. I understand that. But as a manager, you're supposed to manage the game. And you lost the game by deciding to throw out Robbie Ray, who pitches left-handed against Jordan Alvarez, who has a batting average of 900 against this guy. Because you want to instill some confidence in a dude who's, who's been scuffing the last like four starts. For a sport that leans on analytics... Grant has made an incredible case on uh, using statistics, recent history, um, you know, basic logic, basic logic, <laughs> basic logic. And, and, and honestly, like we question a lot of things that happen in baseball because they're leaning on analytics, yeah. like to the point of like, every decision when, when you see, when you now see a defense, a defense get aligned, like every time I watch one of the outfielders or an infielder like pull the card out of their back pocket and then like takes three steps to the left and then put the card back into their pocket. I'm like, seriously, we can't coach this crud. Yeah. Like, right. But that's how deep analytics are. I completely agree with you. I think Scott service blew this a hundred percent. I did not know half the numbers that you just quoted out on the situation. I want to tell you, it was not so, hard to find it out. Right. I believe that all of Seattle is still sitting on their sports blogs. Um, but like <laughs> genuinely, this is horrible. It was it was a really bad call for a manager. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've we're we're gonna get into some NFL calls today, but I I couldn't agree more. I I stand firmly on the side of I root for the Mariners when the Red Sox are not playing. They are my number two team. Um. That that goes back to my love of Ichiro, is my favorite baseball player. But I uh, genuinely, Scott Service is gonna answer for this. 
I hope the Mariners win the rest of the series. I, yeah. I just, because I hate the Astros so much and because I do want the, the Mariners, I would love for them to win a World Series here. And I'm going to be I, honest. Their offense has been going off. Yeah. Your pitching has got a little bit of work to do, obviously. You're up against probably well, the top two, second well, the best thing, lineup the thing in the is AL. Too, like our, 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 our pitching yeah, has... still better, but... Our, yeah. our pitching, our bullpen was like the sec, ranked second in ERA. Yeah. We were been so good starting pitching. Trust go, your guys. You go and you go get Luis Castillo, who was the best available player. You gave a lot to him. You then signed yep. him. You made that trade worth it. You have Luis Castillo, who's incredible. Like, dude, that game one against Toronto, seven and two-thirds innings pitched with zero runs, like two hits. Yeah. He had a great He game. was incredible. You made the right move. Jerry DePoto, you did an incredible job making this team. You signed Julio to this amazing contract that worked so well for, for, him, for the team and also for him. You do all of these right moves, and then Scott Service decides that, you know, all the good things that I've done this whole uh, regular just, season. I'm just gonna. Wash it I'm just move. gonna wash it in one move. Honestly, yeah. I believe I think he deserves to win AL Manager of the Year for what he did was unheard of. He is an incredible culture builder. Players love playing for him. He's he he he's he's a great manager. I really do. Um, I, I believe in that. But that that is on him for deciding to do that because the dude Eric Swanson, who's the fourth best ranked reliever in ERA, uh, the whole regular season, he has not pitched once this playoffs mm. at, at all. Yep. So he was completely fresh. He did not play in Toronto. They didn't really need him in Toronto. They were trying to do right. weird, well, we, we, weirder. Toronto couldn't hit the ball. So Toronto couldn't no hit the ball the first game. Save everybody. We only, used, we only used two pitchers the first game. We used a lot because Robbie Ray, again, sucked it up like he did today. Um, but we didn't end up using him. So I, I legitimately, when I saw Seawold coming up, I was like, coming out, it's like, I don't like that. He's the guy that's been in this position the most this year. We still got Eric Swanson, who's not been used in like a week and a half. He's, he's, he's fresh. He's ready to go. He's legit. Um, and then you decide that, no, I'm going to bring in our starting pitcher who throws breaking balls and none of his balls were, they weren't breaking at all four days ago. Oh. And again, even at, at that, you could, and like people are making the argument that you should have walked Alvarez. The next guy was Alex Bregman, who has really bad statistics, who has really good statistics against Seawald. So I understand they're not walking Alvarez if Seawald was going to stay into pitch. But if, if you're going to switch, if you're going to switch pitchers, then you should have just walked Alvarez because that dude can go to the yard. Yeah. He had, he had, I think, three RBIs this game. Well, now, like, before this point, he had, like, three or two. Yeah. So now he ended up with five or six. But, yeah, dude, like, looking at the stats, Alvarez had one hit against Seawald in seven appearances this year. He had one. Robbie Ray, uh, 900 batting average against Robbie Ray, Alvarez had. Hitting so, 300 against lefties. So you bring in a lefty. So I, I don't have, like, a ton of... Those are my stats of the week. Specific, <laughs> nailed it. Um, I don't have a specific like, like I've got four years of coaching baseball under my belt. Okay, um, and there's basic rules when the number three or four hitter comes up that you know bombs balls and hits for high average and makes your life just stink. You don't pitch to him as no. much as humanly possible. Oh, and by the way, the pitch was middle middle. By yeah. the way, oh, yeah, he missed. Yeah. 100% he missed. And, uh, and, and you tell your kid, like, listen, buddy, it's fastballs. We're not, we're not taking any chances leaving something soft over the middle. Fastballs, it's low, it's away. Like, that's what you do. Those two kids come up. You walk them both. Oh, well. Like, you got out of that one. Let's see if we can make the number five hitter who probably bats in, like, the 280, 320 range, which isn't great for kids. Um, you know, like, uh, most of what I coached was eighth grade. Um, or actually all of what I coached was eighth graders. 
But yeah, you you tell them that. It's basic baseball. So I totally agree, man. When you when you know a guy is batting 900 in a certain scenario, and uh, I don't know what the no, what the percentage is on one for seven, but um, well, it's he had really so many bad. More, he had so many more appearances because he was a starting pitcher, so right. he faced them a lot more. So I don't know what the right, but, oh, you, but one for seven. That's a large enough sample size to be like, hey, we can get him. Yeah, and you just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, it's it's going to be an interesting thing. We've got uh, obviously the start of five game series here in uh, the division series in baseball. We'll keep up with that week to week. I'm I'm hopeful that next week uh, Grant has calmed down and is really excited about what his team is doing at that point. I mean, let's be real. I am really excited about what we did this year. Yeah. I did not expect us to really be here. Um, this apartment was like, yeah, we can beat the Blue Jays, but I didn't expect it with their high-powered offense for us to win the way we did. When we won, when we came back from, you know, 8-1 to one and won the game, I legitimately was like, we can beat anybody. Yeah. That was, that was, what, I, that was what I was said. And, and then I was like, and it, at you know, in seven innings, eight innings of this game, I was like, we can beat anybody. If we won this game, I legitimately was like, we are, we can go to the World Series and win this thing. Yeah, and you, in and in any sport, you lean on the momentum that you have. Um, you know, like I remember as as a Red Sox fan, there's a certain uh, there's a certain ALCS that we will remember for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and you come back from being down three zero, beat the Yankees four times in a row, and then go and sweep in the World Series. I mean, we run. We yeah. lost three games straight, then won a game straight. And it was just because yeah. you just believed you yep. could do it. And, and, it, and yeah, there's an element to that, obviously, that understandable. That I think all in Seattle baseball, momentum, last week. momentum is just so huge. Absolutely. It is. It is. I think it's, it's the mental biggest. game. It's, it's, it, I, I think that baseball and golf are the two most mental sports yeah. by far. Yep. Um, you, you have to be convinced that when you go to hit that ball in either of those sports, that it is going to do what you want it to do. And you, and in baseball, you fail so much yeah. that you just have to be able to overcome every failure and be right up there for the next swing, the next at bat, whatever. I mean, you think about it, you can fail, uh, technically fail uh, over a dozen times in an at bat because all you're doing is making contact, right? And hitting yep. foul ball after foul ball. And then you line it up just right, just a little bit better anyway, and um, literally a fraction of an inch. And you're hitting a home run, or you know you're hitting extra for extra bases, or just even a nice single, and it just because it's then, such a different because mindset. Because then that gets in the, I mean, like a 12 pitch at bat, yeah. And then you walk, and then and, that jacks with the pitcher. Like there's so many opportunities and com- for and that. And to compare the mentality, like you guys had just won your your, your biggest at bat in 20 plus years. You won it. Yep. You you won that at bat and advanced and made it somewhere in the playoffs, which is something this fan base has obviously been longing for crying out for quite literally for over two decades and um man it's just a bummer to see that happen today but at the end of the day we understand it's the playoffs it's one game this yep. team understands it can score runs it understands that it can beat the astros uh one of the few teams that have a winning record on the astros this year um so i genuinely i think actually you're only i think there's only two teams if I remember right, that played more than uh, four games against them that have winning records. I think you're one of them. So, um, you know, like, you know, you can do it. I hope next week we start this show much differently. Yeah. And we will give, we will give a few moments next week and uh, <laughs> to either uh, Grant's funeral or um, I, we it will dedicate part of the podcast to him. Moment of silence. Uh, yeah. No, it won't be silent. That's not <laughs> what we do here. Um, but, uh, uh, or we'll we'll be victorious together. But we've got a whole bunch of NFL to check in on. Uh, while Thank Grant you for takes coming a deep to my breath. TED Talk. Yeah, 
Uh, well, he takes a deep breath. We're going we're gonna to jump right into the thing that pissed all of us off this weekend. What the crud? Powder puff football garbage. Is Tom Brady getting tackled by, uh, by the Falcons? The, are you kidding me? How bad was that? And it's joke. not even just that. I don't know if you Absolute saw the uh, Derek Carr one where he got strip-sacked. Yeah. Oh, you, you mean when Chris Jones did a legitimate strip sack, he took off with the ball, and was like, wait, what? This is roughing the passer. I literally have the football. I'm holding it. So I'm dumb. holding the ball. He is no longer the passer. I mean, you know what the response was from the refs? Well, I don't care where the ball is. That's literally what they said. And, like, then, so and then, of course, the what, damage what control mean, starts. I see all the posts today. The NFL is looking to review the roughing We're the passer stuff. all over blah, these blah, blah. needed They're rule changes. They, I, no, they, they might. Have they, they might. ever mid-season, like, Changed, so they, change, sort of yes. changed the rule book? There's precedent on that before. Okay. Um, there, uh, there's the contact to the head. Um, and I do believe there's some form of the the Tom Brady, uh, the knee injury one against the Chiefs. Yeah. Right? They yeah. did that right away. So you couldn't make contact with the quarterback from the knee down. Oh, okay. Um, so Again, Brady beginning the treatment. I, yeah, well, we need they to reverse help, it here. They, they got to help him out because his family's falling apart. What's yeah. Jarrett's first name? Grady. Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett legitimately comes in. If you haven't seen the clip, go watch it. Please just pause right now in the middle of us being pissed about this and go watch it. Grady Jarrett hits Tom Brady. It'll be right. It'll be the first thing you see on YouTube um, and go watch the clip and watch specifically how he does it. And then I want you to do this. I watched multiple shows go through this today. Um, Nobody really did a lot of analysis, but they were poking fun at it. Then go watch um, Patrick Mahomes get hit at the end of the Raiders game. And uh, it's in the last, what, three minutes? I've seen this. Something like that. They scored on on this drive. But uh, genuinely, like, Mahomes gets hit in the exact... I mean the exact same way. There is no... Yeah. There is no difference between... Uh, how he gets hit, and I don't remember what interior defensive lineman from the Raiders hit him. I apologize. But um, in the exact same way, he goes down, no call. And it is so distinctly similar. Um, you c- really can't separate the two hits. The NFL is doing a trash job with these emphasis things. And Tom Brady, again, seems to get the favoritism that no one else in the NFL gets. And we are not people that want to clang that bell. I am not a hater of Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. He is there the will ever be. Uh, we have said it many times. I'm not here to disagree with that statement. I am just saying the NFL loves him more than they love everybody else. And it's not even his fault either. Really. No, he's not so, begging for calls. Well, he, so he, he was like, he, he was knew like, he got sacked. Well, yeah. he knew it. He knew he got sacked, and he was even like, I don't throw the flags. Yeah, that's like, what he's. I, I don't do. I don't so know what to tell him. anybody. I mean, there's always like people just hate Tom Brady. Because oh, yeah. it is everybody it is. hates winners. Every so, dolphin, jet. So it's like if you're Bills mad at Tom Brady, him. it's like for what reason? Like, yeah. he, it's not like he got up in the ref's face and was like telling him to throw. A no, flag. he he wasn't asking for jack squat. There's no reason to go after him on it. Um, I did hear uh, in a few different places uh, kind of an interesting theory that I think kind of makes sense, and it's a little less. I mean, it still has some of the Tom Brady favoritism cooked into it because that's just how it's going to be. Um, but it's not really a coincidence, and this is kind of what I've been hearing, um, that after the whole Tua thing, all of a sudden, yeah, you it's know, an instant reaction. All, all of a sudden, we have, um, 
you know, we're we're taking Teddy Bridgewater, and even though there, he's shown no Dear signs Lord. of any sort of concussion bad, thing at all, he still is not slated to play really anytime soon. Um, and again, it wasn't even like he would have passed concussion protocol that day throughout right. the week, still not playing. So there's a little bit of an overreaction. That one's a little more understandable because it's the Dolphins organization yeah. and they're under a lot of heat right now. But the butterfly effect of that and realizing with the new concussion protocol and having it be an instant, you're not playing the rest of the day if you show anything. Uh, I don't remember what the verbiage is they use yeah. for you know some of that like neurological whatever where they're like, oh, you kind of stumbled a little bit. Um, with the instant no-go of that, now really any contact that could result in something like that happening is now being flagged too heavily because anything can potentially result in a quarterback specifically being waved off for the rest of the day. And the league doesn't want that because they want the high powered offense. The quarterbacks are kind of what make the league. So it's just kind of this butterfly effect of this concussion protocol stuff, which I'm not saying the concussion protocol stuff is garbage. The Dolphins and how they handled it is garbage, and now the NFL has to step in. And I'm always going to say someone lost his job. And yeah, and yeah. I'm always going to say be more, uh, you know, erring on the side of caution when it comes to concussions and things like that. That yep. that's fine. I'd rather yep. have somebody overreact than have what happened and, to Tua. And to explain the hit, if you haven't seen it, when he when Jarrett throws Tom Brady to the ground, there is the perception that his head it was headed towards the ground first. And that's what the the ref did try and say that he saw mm-hmm. was he he grabbed him and violently tossed him at the ground head first, and that's where he came, comes into play with this stupid call of roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. Um, that there was some sort of intent to that, um, which which then ergo or sets us all up to the sensitivity of the two. Yeah, and, and with the else. Chris Jones yeah. thing too, it's the the body right. weight on the, the body weight on the quarterback. And he had a pretty good uh, post game. Uh, you know, <laughs> thing about it too, where he's like, I, I don't know what you really expect us to do. You know, I'm this like 325 pound yeah. guy, like quote. blah, blah, blah. I'm a 325 um, pound guy. The weight's got to go somewhere. Exactly. And um, probably the, and I, I don't know what the resolution is going to be. I, I'm not saying I have the answers, but I think probably the best thing that I've heard is not making every roughing the passer reviewable because that would be garbage because now it would be people who are trying to, like when uh, pass interference first became reviewable, people are going to try to throw the ball downfield, try to draw a pass interference, and then challenge that there was a pass interference so they didn't call it. Right. We don't want that. But making the penalized roughing the passers reviewable yes. by a challenge is probably the best thing that I've heard but because we- it's a significant reduction in every potential roughing the passer that could be called. And, and you know, you go to review and you're like, oh, actually, now that I look at it, he did kind of tap his helmet. We're going to flag that instead of doing that, just saying, here's a flag. That's clearly not roughing the pass where we can see that I'm going to challenge it. Pick up the flag. That's what yeah. makes the most sense to me. I, at and least I for like totally an instant installation for <laughs> this year. And, and I totally agree with that. I'd throw one caveat into it is that I would like because you're you can review penalties. You can review spot of uh, the ball scoring stuff, all these different things. I think that you definitely need to give uh, coaches a third red flag. Um, add this to it, and then give them a third red flag. Is the red flag specific for that, or just in general? No, in general, in general, because there's so many opportunities to throw it. Sure, because yeah. you can't tell me you you can't tell me that that the Falcons coach wasn't throwing it. 
You cannot tell me that uh, that Andy Reid wasn't thrown. I can't remember. Arthur Smith? Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, I got it. Good job. Good job. Um, I patted myself on the head. That I got to remember <laughs> we're not on video. But uh, you, yeah, you can't tell me either of those coaches wouldn't have thrown the flag. And then you don't want to penalize them and take away a flag for a potential. I mean, the, those were some close games. Like yeah. down the line before pre-tuming so a warning, you, you still want them to have the opportunity to challenge some, a, a spot of the ball or whatever. Excuse me, I'm yawning here. Yeah. So then how, how would you do the whole... Because the way it goes, if you don't get the challenge... Like, yeah. like, so if you get the challenge, you get another one kind of deal in the NFL. So like, how would you, how would you go about that? I was like, do you get two? Like, if you win it, do you get both of them? Do you still get like one? Like how does, if you introduce a third one, how if, would, well, you have three timeouts. Yeah. So you're taking away a timeout for each one that you get wrong. Okay. Right. And they, they lose those. And then are two minutes, you know, there's Not, no the, situation right. here that everything would be that you say is reviewable is reviewable. Yeah. And and New York's going to have a say. And I think it's fair to say now with how the game's being called from like the element of physicality and how the refs are determining some of that in the past two challenges was probably fine. Right. But now you have to overcome some of the poor officiating and the way that they at first glance also now have to determine the physicality of certain things, which they haven't had to do before. And so that's just more room for, you know, bad officiating in certain spots where you kind of have to have, like you shouldn't lose your challenge for other aspects of the game, like a spot or, you know, uh, a scoring uh, play or or things like that, you know, whatever it might be, Uh, you shouldn't have to lose your challenge for something like that because a ref made a really bad call. Even yeah. if you get it right, and there should be, you know, right. And so the, the three there. to me makes a lot of sense. And I'll also say, you know, when we're talking about the poor officiating or the, the officiating and how it seems to ramp up or get really weird in those moments, this is another case of the NFL coming in and doing emphasis, which is the on, most garbage. It is stupid. It what is, was a I penalty don't... last week is, or, or sorry, what was not a penalty last week is now a penalty. And they, they've done this. Three years in a row with different emphasis. Where uh, first year was pass interference. Mm-hmm. It was right. Okay. It was right in the reaction of the no call. Last year was bull crud holding that we saw. Well, and everywhere. taunting and taunting and the taunting penalty yeah. as well. But they did yeah. that as a preseason emphasis, to be fair. And then they overemphasize it a few times in in yeah. season. But the holdings last year were ridiculous. And then this year, you were you're, you're sitting there with this roughing the passer garbage as an obvious overreaction. I think well said by uh, <clears throat> sorry. You know, this guy? Jameson. Yeah, his name is Jameson. Yeah. I can't believe I coughed in the middle of trying to say Jameson's name. But, um, no, and and well said by him, but I think that that is, uh, that's a correct perspective um, that the NFL is again doing this. And this is when it messes up football for us. This is what makes it not fun. And we're sitting there watching great games. The Falcons should have had the opportunity to drive uh, drive back down the field and beat Tom Brady in the Bucs. They played incredible in that fourth quarter, and we're about to mount an amazing comeback. Doesn't hurt that a few of us in this room, real big fans of Marcus Mariota, hey, yo. Um, and we would have been real glad to see him uh, beat Tom Brady uh, and the Buccaneers. Um, but like genuinely, you're taking the fun out of the game when you do this garbage, and it's just so ridiculous. Again, the thing, too, is like, I, I can't stand the fact... so. Let's put this in the real world for a second. If I don't do something good at my job, I'm held accountable for it. 
I, 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 the, yep. there, there is some sort of consequence that I face because I did not do a good job at my job. Right. There is no accountability for refs, for umpires, nothing. It's just them. They don't have to answer to the media. They don't have to do anything. Like, and they can just call whatever they want. That's the first thing that comes to my mind every time is there's yeah. no accountability. If I work at Target at and I'm doing and, stock stuff, and, and I just because for, of their union and for those and all of you, yeah, that are sitting there and they're like, no, 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 these guys, these guys don't get the high profile games. And Angel Hernandez still World has series. a job. He still has a job. You know what I love though? The worst official in the history of sports. I'd rather have the dude that hosed basketball for years than Angel Hernandez. He's horrifying. Okay. I just but, literally but like, hate These people that still guy. have jobs. They can't, like the MLB can't fire him because of... Because of the union. He, he, it's so funny though. He tried to sue them because he wasn't getting a World Series. Yeah, and in official, in official documents, it says that, no, because you're bad at your job. Yeah. So official court documents <laughs> say that you're bad at your job. So that's funny. <laughs> that being said, it is... He it still is, gets to keep it. Yeah. And he's, so he's, yeah, have fun coaching the, the Tigers and A's or coaching. Umping those games. Yeah. But the thing is, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me how they can just have no accountability. They can just walk out of the stadium knowing yep. that they just cost the team a game or at least the potential. I'm not going to say, obviously, we don't know what could have happened. But again, you're not giving the team the shot to try. Right. And there's no accountability. It's, and the coaches have to answer for it. The players have to answer for it. That's why media people are asking Tom Brady, well, what do you think about that call? He's like, I don't throw the flags. Throw the flags. Instead, yeah. instead of asking... Who, I don't. I don't know. Whoever the moron was. I love. I love that, that in baseball they have put a microphone on umpires and made them explain things mid-game. Sure. I love that NFL referees get booed worse than any other sport oh, dude, by far. The the um the one on Chandler Jones. Um, mm-hmm. the fans went, dude. They yeah. were they uh, were they were, they were like gonna make him cry. <laughs> Seriously, they, they, they they, they, I think it was refs. You suck, yeah. refs. You suck. Like that was you could hear that from the. From the broadcast. Yeah, it was... Uh, Chiefs fans were letting him but, hear it. But I would say, again, you know, for all of us that want to throw things at, at the zebras on the field, uh, you need to point back to those that run the sport that you love because they're the ones that they work for. They're the mm-hmm. ones planting the emphasis. And this is me back at the NFL going, you need Buffoons. to understand that when you send out that memo, this is what happens. When you don't properly train them, and say, this is what we mean, because what they got this week was a memo. That's what they got. They didn't have a run-through. They weren't able to go to their headquarters in New York and go train like they usually do and go walk it through as a group. They don't have the time. These, are yeah. guys, these guys only work a couple days a week, and that's their contract. But, but they got to travel. So they get a memo, and they get a, a talking to in that memo, or they go through a Zoom meeting, and in that Zoom meeting, some talking head says, well, when they do this, you're going to do that. And then this is what happens. So don't change stuff in the middle of the year, okay? Tell them to be cautious, but don't change stuff and to point towards when this happens specifically, call it. Because what he saw was, well, I thought he threw Tom Brady's head on the ground, about decapitated him, so I threw a flag. That's not even close to what happened. And, uh, again, and, and if you're going to do this, then in the middle of the season, also make it reviewable and change your process because that was garbage what happened. Tom Brady got up and did the, and, and went and threw a football right after that. Like, he wasn't walking around like Tua trying to count his fingers or throw up a West Coast sign like we saw in the video. Um, or like Nakiem Hines, who was literally looking for the earliest exit that he could get to. That was horrible, by the way. Yeah, I hate no. seeing that stuff. There's a really bad college one I could point people towards, too. I think it was Tulsa. Oh my gosh, that, that one! Was, yeah, I think it was this last week or two. Oof. I just I just saw the clip the other day. But 
no, you need to do a better job educating. I we we've been pissed at the top of this uh, stuff. We got games to get into, but this is genuinely the things that are going on right now in sports that yeah. are affecting us massively. And this took the fun out of week five as a whole. Um, and and to be fair, again, there's some great games. I mean, you could say still that Monday Night Football was super fun to watch. Um, you know, kind the of unless 17, you played Travis Kelsey. Well, unless you had some fantasy stuff on the line. Um. I, I did I did send week, uh, my A League uh, to the both of you last night. Uh, we'll we'll check in on fantasy <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, TSA Ben, RIP to your week five. Um, to I, my good I, buddy. I would probably strangle you, <laughs> oh, dude. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. I'll explain it when we get down to our fantasy check in. Uh, I I won by very little, very very little. Um, the- the littlest. Yes. I mean, it's not those. It's not the fewest points I've actually won by, but it was pretty close. I have one close. pretty comparable to you. Um. So, no, we, but there was some good games. I mean, uh, we were all, I think we were all paying attention throughout Sunday and and watching some of the these games. I, uh, I also I was really hoping, you guys, we've talked so much about Jacksonville. Gosh darn it. I... I'm still holding out hope. I they're playing good. I'm still most holding of the time. out hope. Trevor Lawrence just doesn't throw a touchdown in two weeks, <laughs> and I don't think that that's sustainable. I mean, so another and team the AFC. It's true. It, it, unless you're at the very top of the AFC, you're the you're on the bottom. Uh, didn't he go no touchdowns, two interceptions this week? Yeah. So, oh hey, he was yeah. Rough. I basically we had the conversation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I decided to install him as my starting fantasy quarterback, and he's not thrown. Actually, the games that he had was the five turnover game, four fumbles in a pick against the Eagles. Uh, Who are you starting next week? Uh, I'm starting Geno Smith next yeah, week. Baby. Yeah, baby! Yeah, you uh, are. I my, might be starting Geno Smith. In my 12-man. week seven. My 12-man. My quarterback's we'll in see. my 12-man right now. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. I picked up Teddy Bridgewater. Because, yeah. like, somebody has to throw these people the ball while two is gone. And then I got Geno. So, yeah, it's the, uh, looking oh, bleak. Jeepers. Well, the like I said, we're going to fantasy check in a little bit, but let's go uh, to some games from Sunday. Just kind of, we're going to go through highlights of this last week's games. Um, and as I'm looking at scores here, a couple of them that I want to touch on. Um, let, let's Should we start with Thursday? I mean, let's get it over with. Let's do that, okay? Because actually, my game, my game of the night or game of the week, actually might have been. I really enjoyed Sunday night football. I thought it was really good. It was a good game. I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was. It was a good game. It was a close game. It was a fun game. Um, I also there was one other game that I we're gonna mention as a game of the week candidate for sure. Um, the the Saints Seahawks game was it was a game. We were texting yeah, about that one. I think more than any other this weekend. That was fun. Um, Taysom catch- Hill is a good football player. Taysom Hill is baller. Yeah, he is. He's a baller. Um, He's and, only started uh, in 3% of leagues. I don't know. Maybe we'll toss this one out there, too, for a candidate uh, for game of the week. Was uh, the Chargers-Browns? That was the who wants to win it game <laughs> uh, of the week, at least. Uh, so was, there were some close ones. And, uh, and, and something happened uh, between the hours of 6.30 and 9.30 a.m. Uh, <laughs> Pacific. That uh, I think we're all a little surprised about. I I was out getting coffee at, at about the time that that game was wrapping up, and I couldn't believe that it actually happened. Yeah, me neither. I I especially the way it began because I I woke up to the score and went, oh, well, that one's over. Yeah. 
So we'll get to that in just a moment. Let's talk about the garbage game of the week uh, real quick. Uh, and I and then we'll get to our This was a good thing that happened to me this week. week. I'm just so glad. I'm just so glad. The I'm sure I'm, I know it, I know I'm being petty, but also at the same time, like honestly, it feels great to get out of this train wreck. <laughs> like to not be a part of this train wreck that that potentially was going to happen. Now I don't know if Russell would have sucked this bad if he was still with Seattle. I don't think he would have. Oh man, because Pete Carroll's a competent coach and I, a good he's a I'll good give coach. You that one. I'll he's a good coach. One. I won't say he's great anymore, but he's a good coach. And yep. oh man. Thursday night football between the Colts and the Broncos gave us a total of how many touchdowns, Grant? Zero is the correct answer. With me. Zero. Zero. 12-9. 12-9, Colts. If you started uh, a kicker uh, on Thursday night, you did well. I did. I started McManus for the Broncos. I had him in one of mine. Was not sad about my totals there. Yep. I started him and Nick Folk in my two main well, leagues I, this week. Had a good I, week. With I that. drafted Russell Wilson in my in the church league. Yeah. Oops. Um, I drafted him like the ninth round. So I was like, dude, oh, I got to okay. steal. I got I to steal here. Like, I mean, that's that, good quality. That was good what quality, like my, the Yahoo grade was giving me. It was like, oh my gosh, you got him the ninth round pick, and I was like, I feel pretty good about that. I'm cutting yeah. him. I am cutting him this week. <laughs> yeah, you are. And I'm picking up Geno Smith. No joke. He's the best available quarterback. <laughs> it, in our is, is it possible to, like, as a GM, delete somebody from, like, a, a league's fantasy database? <laughs> Just so Dude, nobody can pick that yeah, person up? Yeah, because at this point, it, and, you know, I, I don't want to say injuries are funny, but it's pretty funny that all of a sudden there's a narrative oh he's got like that partially torn lat yeah, it was not throwing in his shoulder well, below the shoulder but guess what? doesn't that happened affect his throwing week. motion that doesn't explain the first three weeks yeah, and it's also like okay well if that's the case why is he like ripping bombs and like yeah. trying to squeeze that one into the end zone towards did, the end did, of the game did you hear him grunt picked. once on the mic I didn't hear him grunt I didn't I didn't hear him yeah. I didn't see his face go maybe, maybe he like you know from writing you know so yeah. many Broncos, uh, you know, maybe he just like got his arm pulled I, out of socket. I'll just say Baker Mayfield played the last quarter and a half with a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out several weeks. And uh, you didn't hear him complain once. He was limping all over the field. He played with a, that like a yep. torn pec and whatever in his throwing oh, yeah. arm last season yep. and against his better judgment still yeah. played. So, yeah. No, I, this was such a boring football game, though. I, I, when's the last time you watched football and you were like, please, for the love of God, don't go to overtime? I don't want to watch overtime football of this. Like for the sake of it being bad football, well, when, when I can't remember the last time I was like, there was nah, the, I don't watch there was that the really all. bad game, uh, Arizona versus Seattle on Sunday Night Football, like five or six years ago. Yeah, there was a bunch of missed kicks to like win the game like three times in Col- overtime. Colts Houston was pretty gross, ending in a tie. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers Denver this year was not that great either, but genuinely, this was just abysmal. Offense. Well, dude, in and off- you you had one specific offensive line that couldn't keep their quarterback upright for two and a half seconds. That Colts offensive line is absolute trash. We were praising this O line as we came into the season. Oh, they look got- at look at the well, job they-, they did bringing in these guys. They have like and they're ready to go. The, arguably the best guard in football. Yeah, on I their line. Say I would say I don't, I don't Trent, think- Trent Williams. He's like he's probably Williams my second tackle. best lineman. Yeah, I mean. He's the he is definitely the best interior line. Sure, yeah. I will a hundred percent. There's a lot of left line. tackles that are like. There are some real good know, left tackles. Very good. Uh, what's his, what's the dude's name? The rookie for the Panthers. I haven't gotten to see him yet. Obviously, Iquanu? I watched that game. 
Yeah, I'm not talking. Don't want to talk about the game, but like Aquanu was good. Yeah, I mean, real yeah. good. Bosa did not get a sack Sunday, um, and had a real rough time getting around that monster. He is fantastic. Yeah, but uh, no, this this game was just ridiculous. Russell Wilson does finish this game twenty-one to thirty-nine for two hundred seventy-four yards. If you watch the game, you have no idea that that happened. Well, and also he missed so many these, easy throws. The 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 two picks he had were the worst picks I have ever seen him throw. The 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 arm punt was bad, but I'm like, yeah. you know, whatever. Like it yeah. happens to a lot of people. Right. I, I watch Matthew field, Stafford. Whatever. It happens all the time. I'm like, you know, sometimes yeah. you just throw you it just down take there a shot and, and see what happens. Whatever. The the one was it Gilmore that picked it off. In the end yeah. zone? In the end zone. Yeah. That was um, so bad. On that, like, deep post that was like, why would you even throw that ball? Yep. Like, like, it's still Stephon Gilmore. For, he's, he's still good. Well, that, that and you're like, football. you're trying to throw it in late anyways, and Ooh. it's not like you can't see that he's there. He's blanketing him. I don't know. May, maybe he has more faith in his arm, but even if you have faith in your arm, there's nowhere to put it. But like so his, it's like bad decision making and not having the zip. It right. was honestly... Probably the worst because of the fact that it was well, so clearly, and he completely uh, missed KJ Hamler to win the game. I that's, completely. That's like, what I. We're the first thing you're thinking about that. Yeah, too, the like, first thing that I said when I saw that play is Russ just missed the easiest read of his life. Yep. And then you see it again on the replay, and he's slamming his helmet. Yeah. And I'm the, watching the replay, the and I'm photo, like, oh, that's even photo worse from than like I behind Russ, like. It, he, it was th- there's so actually awful. no one, no defender near him on the. He on doesn't the picture. He doesn't even turn his head. Yeah. And. The, he zeroed in on target. And the period. most annoying and frustrating part sudden, about that is probably if you look at the play, like it it it's very clearly to me at least designed for that route to be open because that's a little, it's a little rub. It's a little rub route, quick yeah. post. It's yep. basically what you guys tried to run in the Super Bowl, just didn't yep. work. Yep. That yep. was it. Just a good and jump. He, and he didn't even like you know, the guy, dude stands back in the zone so you don't even see him on the right yeah, side of the to me yeah. to me and again I'm not a quarterback I don't work in the NFL at all I've only played Madden sometimes and I watch a lot of football but like hey, I've put up 90 points in Madden before yeah, so hey, but like get to that triple digit clip kid as, come on as a as a professional quarterback if anything like I would be looking to the left just to come back knowing what that route combo is over here and he just looks over there, and it's not like he looks over there. Right. My read's gone. I'm going to come back here. It looks no. like the play is designed for him to boom, come back mm-hmm. and hit that right there. And it just he didn't even try. And he's no. like, there's that. Also, he's hundred percent like the the term that everybody's using right now is that he's lost his fastball. His deep ball is gone. It's he's yeah. overthrowing or he's underthrowing. He's not he, making those big plays on the sideline. He is not wanting to throw down the field. He's doing he doesn't want to run downs. either. He's I not will, running. His explosiveness running isn't there either. Like he he legitimately. I will still say he's a pain in the butt to try and get down in the pocket. Sure, like he no, is 100%. still so elusive. But I agree, like his his run down the field. I mean, like we're all watching games with Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, and and you're watching these dudes that they're still probably are running four 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 fives. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, like and I, Russ I, is probably I, in the four eight. I watched him. I watched him for ten seven. years. There is so many of the plays that five years ago he gets out of that. Yeah. Like, like, like there's been a couple of the, uh, of, I think it was even in this game, he pulled out to his left, um, and full on just gets tackled by, by, by like the, the, the defensive tackle, like full on just gets, he just catches him. And I'm like, that would not have happened five years ago. Well, the, this game also featured 23 punts. I do mm. remember that, uh, 23 punts from this game. Chad Powers is right. Uh, I'm just saying it. I, and, and I, I will just say it one more time. If you have not seen the Colts play. You need to watch them. And you the don't. reason that you need to watch you them 
You don't. Very honestly, it's because you need to see how good Matt Ryan is at surviving. <laughs> like, he is so good at uh, existing. He has been Even sacked. though he's put the ball on the ground more than anybody has at, like, an insane clip uh, dude, so far. And, it, and honestly, like, the, the amount of turnovers he's had, he's been sacked 21 times already this season. He leads the league in, in times sacked right now. Um Russ Which, isn't far behind him. No, no. Uh, actually, he's a few down. It, Stafford isn't that far behind. I think he's like no, 16. I, I, no, I think Stafford's on 20. I was just he looking might, at I mean, that. he might be. I haven't, I haven't, I had no reason to look at any numbers. Uh, actually, I have it. Oh, no, you know what? Uh, my bad. Stafford is tied with him right now. Oh, see, there they, they both have 21. It must have been 16 Wentz before is we played 20. Uh, Burrow and Fields are both at 18. And then Russ. So Russ is just outside the top five there. Yeah. Um, but it's the usual suspects, I would say, at the top of this list for the most part. Yep. But it was absolutely just god awful football, uh, guys. By the way, uh, the Colts two two and one, uh, and they they do not have a losing record. Neat. As bad as this team is, mm-hmm. uh, they they should be thanking their defense. That that offensive line should be thanking their defense for keeping them in games and making this winnable. I will say, you could look at all these numbers on Matt Ryan, and I, I have his stuff up here. He's, uh, he's five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, he's got a quarterback rating of 79.8. His yards per attempt is 7-1, which actually isn't that bad. Um, again, sacked 21 times, lost a league-leading 168 yards on those sacks. Um, it, the numbers are awful. Uh, but he has thrown for 1,376 yards. So he's moving the ball. But the problem is second and third down, if, they, if it is farther than five yards on, on second or third down, these defensive lines are just teeing off. And so while the numbers are really negative on him, you need to actually see the game to appreciate what this guy is doing out of nothing. I will say, uh, if you guys see the, the highlight on Pierce with that catch between his legs, mm-hmm. he literally like goes off his hand and just like pins it between his legs and then falls over and jumps out of bounds. Basically that was pretty cool. But I, I say that you should watch him just because you should see what this dude is having to put up with. I don't think you can put seven interceptions. However many fumbles I uh, necessarily really on him in a lot of senses. He, I, uh, he's had three of those inter, uh, interceptions come off receivers hands uh, twice there. Uh, he's been getting hit while he threw the interception. Uh, that, I mean, five of those are not even clean. So, uh, and don't get me wrong, like, there's been other balls where he got lucky that got dropped, like any quarterback, um, but genuinely, the dude's not playing what the numbers indicate that he is. So, I wanted to get this game out of the way and just say that it sucked, but I also wanted to give him some credit for doing what he's doing with the garbage that he's got to work with, and the fact that Pittman's been out, that Jonathan Taylor's been out, um, and again, that offensive line, they, I don't know what their plan is but they should call literally anybody that is uh, available right now. After the Rams do. Do, do something. Uh, I was going to say, DJ by the way, Moore. comparable numbers. Uh, you, want, you want to talk about quarterback it's comparisons. It's like him and Matt Stafford, and it's... When uh, you look at a lot of the people who are turning the ball over a lot, especially, it's like, okay, well, who's getting hammered dude, for dude, the no, entirety is, of their this football This is how games? bad this is, okay? So we just said how bad Matt Ryan's numbers are, and, but we did say he got some yards. Uh, we said Matt Ryan, 1376, Matthew Stafford, 1323. Yards per attempt, 7.1 for Ryan, 6.9 uh, for Stafford. Uh, attempts, 195 for Ryan, 192 for Stafford. Completions, 128 for Ryan, 134 for Stafford. 
Uh, their completion percentage is very close. Five uh, touchdowns, seven interceptions for both of them. Stafford's rating is a little bit higher at 82.4. They've both been sacked 21 times. Stafford uh, is second in the league in yards loss on sacks at 148. I mean, it's literally almost identical stats. Mm-hmm. Um, and the teams basically find themselves in the same scenario. Like the Rams are two and three, um, you know, but uh, that that tie for the, the Colts. I will um, say could, our three losses have come against three of the top five defenses in football, which makes me feel a little better. Yeah, that is fair, but, but your offense still sucks um, right now. We're, I, I am in, I'm in a hang on mode. But I'm also, you should. but I'm also in. We won the Super Bowl mode, You're in Super Bowl hangover we, mode. We have, you know, this is. we have a first place schedule. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to, we're uh, hurt. I was talking to James before we recorded that the Bears have more points, have scored more points than the Rams have. Oh, that's I did not know that stat. That's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, a lot, I would say I, I feel bad, but pretty you know, much I want your team to last, lose. So. Well, I guess the Seahawks have kind of been different. We have this, scored thirty plus points in the last pretty two Pretty much until you guys your also suck. Yeah, and pretty much until you guys also blew out. The, the Panthers, it was like nobody in the NFC West really yeah. wants to like score points. Well, to be <laughs> fair, we I mean, we put 24 but, up on, on you guys. So we the Niners actually went from being the 30th ranked offense in the league to the 13th in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Uh, that's early season football for you, though. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into some other games. I want to get into those game of the week candidates that we were mentioning earlier um, and just check out a few of them. Uh, you know, I... I I'll Go, throw going up. back to that Giants-Packers one, Dable seems to be the man. Yeah, so we did mention that. Maybe we'll do that right now. We, I, the London game was the 6-30 game. We didn't mention which teams played in it, but the Packers were ahead in this game 20 to nothing. And the Giants came back. I don't know if they got... Uh, they all just had a rock star yeah. or something, well, decided they, to wake they had, up. They had Michael's Secrets juice uh, or whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever happened, man, it just got infused in them. And these guys go off in the second half. I am feeling um, dumb about avoiding Saquon Barkley at this moment. We, I think we all are. I think we all are because I, I, I was definitely because he's the been injured. I mean, in my defense, I wasn't really in a position to draft him at any point I in any of my leagues, but I could have. Yeah, it is worth mentioning that he's been a stud and yep. a big reason why. I mean, him and Dable basically, I think, are a big reason why they're carrying that team at four and one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude. Daniel Jones was out his top four receivers, and they won this game. And he's also Daniel Jones. <laughs> and also, so, he's Daniel Jones. So like, he could he could have had those, and you probably still need Saquon to have like almost yeah. two hundred all purpose yards or something. But still, yeah. I mean, Giants have finally seemed to have found their coach after being in that quarterback carousel for years. Granted, it's five weeks, but they're four and one. The yeah. NFC East, and I mean, we've talked about have this the too. most wins. NFC yeah. East, East has the best record in I th- football. I think they're. I think I, I saw that two that, four and ones and a one and three, one and four. Yeah, I, I think Whatever I saw is. that they're like seventeen and and three against non NFC East teams right now or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the they're playing hard. We talked about this before. It with the Giants, it eventually was going to become a math problem, where we're like, right. we don't know how good the Giants actually are. But they have a very favorable schedule, and they keep winning those very favorable games. Yeah. And two weeks since we last talked about it, they're now four and one. <laughs> and we probably projected they were going to win probably about like four, five, six games on the season. Yeah. So at some point, even if we don't think that they're actually that good, it they're doesn't. Winning. It doesn't matter. They might squeeze into the playoffs, and it 
could very well be the Eagles of last year where they're the seven seed. They yeah. play the two seed and they then they get pow- annihilated they get in the first game. Yeah. yeah, they get annihilated. But I also don't think aside from the Eagles, like in the NFC right now, there's really a team where it's like, oh, you know, if you have a two seven matchup, you're going to get smoked. Because unless the Packers decide to turn it on, which I'm sure we'll talk They're about gonna. them on this other side of things. They're gonna. Yeah. Like, I mean, even then, like if we were in the They're playoffs, gonna until I'm, the not, divisional I'm round. not picking the Giants really for but. anything, but <laughs> they're on their way there and the, it, five weeks in. Because here's the thing. Like right now, the Lions are unfortunately the Lions. That defense is so bad. They went from highest scoring to playing Bill Belichick and scoring zero. Oh, man. It was so bad. I had to, I had to start Jamal Williams. Oofta. Well, because I was like, oh, Swift, like the, hey, and him replacing Swift last week, he uh, yeah, got like the 27 week, yeah. or something like that. And I'm touchdowns. like, I'm going to do, I'm yep. like, because it was either him or Najee Harris, and he was playing the Bills. And I was like, I'm going to trust, because Najee's done nothing. That's been rough for me. So I was like, I'll do, I'll, I'll stick with Jamal Adams in my, in my, in my flex. I think that's what I moved him to. Uh, yeah, like five points, five and a yeah. half points. And I, I will just say, though, like, the Packers are going to get, they're going to get the Lions twice. They're going to get the Bears twice. Well, one once more now. Or they beat once them. more, sorry. And you're going to get, uh, you got the Vikings. I and think I, the Vikings are a lot better than people are giving credit for. I, I think the Vikings are clearly uh, beatable, though. I mean, the Bears almost came back. Oh, no, I, I'm not saying they're not beatable, but I think they're better. Like we, I think they could get in the playoffs. I mean, I, they've I, won I, some very fluky games. And then, then they've they also let kicked teams, the crud out of the is, Packers. Is anybody in that division going to win 10 games? I don't know, dude. The the thing with the NFC I'm not this a believer year is in the Packers. I, really, you might in the NFC be able to get into the playoffs with nine and seven, like honestly, and it just nine comes and down nine to and the, eight. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it you know it, it all depends on uh, how your tiebreakers go and what your division is like and sure. all that kind of stuff. But legitimately, like aside from the people that are running yeah. away with it right now, and, and again, the Giants are four and one, the Vikings are four and one. Do I think that those are going to be teams that are going to win 11 games? Not necessarily. I yep. think they're nope. both very gettable. No, nope, but, but we did do that look. Remember, at the Giants schedule two weeks ago, it, we were like, it, yeah, it, exactly. it's kind of so, opening up. So it does become, again, a math problem. But it's one yeah. of those things where in even like the lower part of the, the AFC, like we look at the AFC West, they all kind of stink right now besides the Chiefs. So, yeah, they're, you know, they're all beatable. That's yeah, the thing. They've exactly. all been exposed to being beatable. Um, you know, the, the AFC South, Sucks on ice, so those are those are basically and the NFC West is just kind of meh through for the um, most part. Aside for I, I, I think, think the Niners the are good. NFC West is gonna play it tough outside of that division. I don't understand at all what's going on with the Rams. I don't want to dive deep or into the that Cardinals. All. Cardinals but are the, the I mean, the Cardinals are playing tough though. I mean, I think the Cardinals played the what is right now the class of the NFC on Sunday. Uh, in the Eagles and could have won that game had they managed it a little bit They were bit also the team the that we had the easiest time handling, mm-hmm. which is saying something because right. we haven't... Yeah. I mean, we, so there's it's also given, NFC West history. We yeah. never lose them. Yes. It's I don't a know. dichotomy of, of that division. But but yeah, genuinely, like I don't think the Cardinals are all that bad. I think that's a 9-10 win team. I said that at the beginning of the year, too. I I, I think they're pretty good. Um, You know, I... I think, D-Hop's still coming back. D Hop still coming back. That offense is going to get more back explosive. Week seven, right? It was seven. It's yep. soon. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got two weeks. Two two weeks. One week. Two weeks from now, he will have played. Right, right? going into week. Okay, six. there we go. Um, which I got him on two out of three teams because I made a trade that I'm going to talk about in fantasy time. Oh, uh that uh, you that you guys will be proud of me for. So I'm. Um, Are we just going to make fun of the person you traded? 
Uh, you might do that a little bit. Okay. Uh, he does listen to the show every now and then, so be nice. Oh, okay. uh, you're scared of him. He's bigger than you. Uh, but genuinely, like... Fear no one. I Looking around... I, I, th- I, just, Except I don't Don think Alvarez. the NFC West is that bad. No, I, I will so, say this, no. too. In, no. um, we saw the same thing kind of last year for both of our teams, actually. You guys started off slow, turned yeah, it up. 49ers did start the Rams slow. started off a little hotter, but then we had that mid-season lull kind of starting. Had that game against 49ers on Monday Night Football. Exactly. I was there in person, yeah. and I was very sad. <laughs> um, but then we went on to beat you guys in the NFC Championship and win the Super Bowl. Um, Shut your face. But, uh, it, you know, same thing for us. Oh, they had that story. really weird, like three or four game losing skid where they basically didn't win a football game for a month because they also had a buy in there. And it was like, what the, what's going on with the Rams? And then they kind of turned it around. And, and so it, I'm not saying that the Rams are going to be as good as they were last year. I know I said that they were going to go well, to the Super Bowl, but that's just and anybody in the NFC can get there. I think at this point, I'm, I'm going to stop you there and though it and it's just, just going to be the chiefs bills. Can we just have that be the Super Bowl? Like, Oh, I, I don't, oh, you said chiefs bills, AFC. Abolish, I know, I know. I'm abolish saying. divisions, abolish conferences. <laughs> all about record. <laughs> oh, the NFL can make all the change they want in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, at least right now. No, yeah. but I love what, what jumped us into this conversation about where teams are at and what, what the scope of the NFL is right now is we're talking about the dichotomy of the New York football giants and the Green Bay Packers and the, the Giants coming back and winning this game. This is a game that the Giants have not won since Eli Manning was playing quarterback, and it and wasn't even the good. last couple of years that he was playing quarterback. Yeah. So uh, that says a lot. I really do think it does. I, and I think it's, it's fun that we're talking about teams we don't normally talk about and yeah. teams that we expected to do If you're do a Giants awful. fan, you're happy. You're excited for the future. Yeah, I mean, team. You, after Are you strongly considering Daniel Jones for a, at least a two or three year contract, or maybe th- at that third dead year? And I think and you need to see how this year more? plays out. If he, you got to see how this guy plays you know, out. You I, see I, got, I got some quarterback numbers we're going to get to in the show uh, here in a little bit. He actually bit. played well on Sunday. He, I, he I played a admit. great second half. Uh, I will admit. I mean, dude, his thing is the turnovers. Like, just yeah. If 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 he can fix that, he he's a game manager. He's fine. For them, it depends on if, if they want to take the approach. We can win with this guy, or we win because of this guy. It all depends on yep. how they want to approach their quarterback. Enjoy situation. your Jimmy G conversation, New York Football Giants. Yeah. Yep, uh, I, I think we've all had that conversation, except for Grant mostly over the yep. last decade. Uh, Jared Goff, Jimmy G. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Well, while that wasn't the game of the week, We're it not having, I'm not having it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys got the best quarterback. In the league. It definitely gave That's us right. one of the bigger conversations of the week. I want you guys to take a look at, at some of the other candidates here. We had the Chargers, Browns. We mentioned the Saints, Seahawks. Um, you the, all need uh, to write Geno Smith an apology. <laughs> <laughs> you can send it my way. I'll get it to him. You know, I, I looking at these uh, at all of these different games. What for you guys? What was the game of the week? Um, I know my pick. Honestly, for me, my game was the Saints Seahawks game. That game was fun. Um, even though we lost, I wasn't like I like I was upset. Yeah, because we lost, but I was like, we could have won this game four different ways. Uh, like those four different teams could have won the game, but it was fun. Like it was, it was going down to the final. Like it was all offense, which is just kind of fun. I mean, Taysom Hill is incredible to watch. He's fun. I mean, he's the only dude um, that's th- ran for three and thrown for one since Ladanian Thomason in like 06 or something like that. Yeah. Um, to me, that, that was the game of the week for me. That was, that was the most exciting one for me. Um, this one, 
because of the final score isn't much of like what you would think would be a game of the week. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's maybe just a couple things I want to point out over a couple of different games, but um, I do want to give the Jets their props. Yeah, we were talking about. I mean, obviously it's a third quarterback situation right now in Miami, so not much to say about yeah, their offense. Not necessarily take a lot away from maybe this one twenty three point win, but I will say the Jets put up 40 points in a professional football game. I did. And Brees Hall... I would love to know the last time they did that. Brees Hall is coming out. Started him in my fantasy, by the way, as a flex. Bingo. I didn't. Ka-ching. Amazing. Did. And we were talking about Got me that the, dub. the Miami Dolphins having a pretty solid defense. They so, do have a good defense. So, all things considered, even though they couldn't really keep pace offensively, the, the Dolphins couldn't. The fact that the Jets are actually out here putting up 40 points on people and like being kind of fun to watch. And we it, funny, too, because we were talking about I don't know if things can kind of keep up when Zach Wilson comes back. They're out there having fun. I, he's he's I'm receiving need to see him play a, a healthy football game I, first. Yeah, I want to I want to see more. But the fact that. Again, bad like bad football teams don't usually put up 40 points against good Mm-mm. defenses, regardless uh, and so it's kind of cool to see them out there just like pouring it on teams. Again, they've already had a pretty crazy win against the Browns ago. It's the Browns. So they're like this, this weird team. The other thing I do want to say the worst game of the week from a scoring perspective is the bills Steelers. But yeah, I did like Kenny Pitts getting kind of cheap shot. I don't know if you guys saw I that one that. He, at, at his knee and he, gets he, up and that he called it out, get, gets up and shoves the guy and out. Shaq Lawson. I can't uh, remember, honestly. Yeah, it was, I was very it was. tuned he, out at that point. I just saw it on Twitter. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I hate the Steelers. You guys know I hate Mitch Trubisky, and I was like, they should put this guy in, but uh, pick it in, and he poor goes... Dude, poor dude has to go against the Bills, though. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, baptism the, by fire. But I really like that he kind of stood up for himself. He's like, I'm a rookie. We're getting destroyed. You don't cheap shot me like that. I'm going to come back at you. Yeah. So... I just wanted to give him a shout out because I thought that was kind of cool, but not a, not a whole lot of good games this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll also give a thumbs up to that New England defense because they just continue to bully Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, to, to an extreme. Yeah. It, it's almost like, hey, can we like bad. tone it down? I, like, bet, I bet Belichick has just a Goff folder in it, his office. I, he, I guarantee you I he does. I gotta say, there was a, in, in Goff's defense, there, there was a couple of really like ghostish penalties. You're just like what? Um, they they called a holding on a doesn't matter part of the play before a dude as a dude was walking out of bounds like an offensive lineman grabs at a jersey. The play's over, and he yanks back on him. And the refs just watching these two like duke it out. And I think he was making a point on the offensive lineman to knock it off. So he throws a holding on what was like a 27 or 28 yard gain. And would have been a setup touchdown inside the five. And yeah. I'm like, what are That's we doing rough. here? Like, why are we calling that penalty right now? His most tic tac garbage. Goff lost his mind. And then I, I made this point to a friend and contributor to the show, our buddy Mike, uh, in regards to uh, the clock in the stadium. The refs kept relying on the clock on the wall. And not checking. I don't know who was white hat in that game, but he was doing a god awful job. Colored me he shocked. was on. He was on the mic 
announcing what had happened in the previous play and the decision they're made, and the clock started rolling. While he's talking, Goff hears what he says, and then as soon as he blows the whistle after he talks, that's when the 40 goes, right? Well, so Goff goes into the huddle, takes the play, comes out, and because they started the clock early, it's at 6, 5, 4, as they're walking up to the line. He, the guys are hurrying, and he's like, what the heck? And he just starts yelling back at the ump, and he's just like, hey, man, what, what gives? Like, why is the clock going? And, and, and they blow the whistle, call the delay a game. That makes it instead of a second, uh, second and six, a second and 11, blows up the series. You know, the same old story. But, like, I watched that specific thing happen twice. They got called for two delay of games that they shouldn't have been called on. And when you're already losing by 20 points, it's just brutal and devastating. These three ridiculous things that happened to them from a penalty standpoint. I hate being on my high horse all the time against the Zebras. But, like, genuinely, that was pretty poorly officiated. And that happened twice. They get these delay of game calls in the Patriots stadium. I'm just saying, Belichick's got like, him on payroll. I don't, I, and, and for those of you that don't know this process, Mike and I were talking about this uh, as well. Um, the, the guys that run the clock are not employed by the NFL. They are employed by the team. That is operational management for the stadium. So the ref, he runs the game and facilitates it. They do work with them, but they are not like attached to them. That's why you hear him go, well, the clock, you know, with a clock manager or the the uh, scorekeeper, please change the clock back too, right? And you'll hear him make those announcements in the uh, on the field. That's what was happening, and that was pretty trash. Um, no, my game of the week. I, I already said earlier. I really did like the Saints Seahawks in terms of the exchange of touchdowns and just the fun that that game was at the end. That was pretty cool because it just started going off. Yeah, I mean, just was score after score after score. You know, I. I the, rook, uh, the rookie, Kenneth Walker, scored his first touchdown in that game. Right now. By the it, way, if he's available it. in your league, go get him. If I knew you're Penny listening wasn't to this, be available all season. If you're listening to this Wednesday morning, go get Kenneth Walker. Uh, they're gonna that's that offense is moving, and whoever is getting the rock is gonna score some points uh, on he that had team. Eighty yards, eight carries, and uh, one touchdown. was a big bust, fifty-four. Yeah. Right, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But but no, he he ran good, and he's going to get Ken, those. It's the Ken Walker show now. Yep. And from a fantasy standpoint, all we care about the end result anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, go get him if if you can. But uh, that was a great game. But for me, I loved the Ravens Bengals game, and I don't talk about kickers that much. Um, but Justin Tucker, uh, the the goat, by the way, I have no problem saying that. It's Tucker. Um, that was the funniest thing I've seen a kicker do on the field in the fat minute. What was that? 59 yards. He just drains it. And then he just puts his arms up, looks up at his people. And he's like, and, and he literally says this out loud. My people, my I people. I love him so much. And, you know, he just calls it out. It was perfect. It was a perfect kick. Uh, one they had to get. Uh, they end up winning the game. Like I said, 1917 over the Bengals. Joe Burrow uh, slide continues. Also some Super Bowl hangover. And that dude is also running for his life. Uh, Ravens defense, by the way, not what it normally is. Uh, they've been giving up a lot of passing yards. They frustrated Jamar Chase for about half of that game. Uh, came back in the second half, started getting some numbers. Uh, but one of the better receivers in the league had a real hard time. Uh, Humphrey did a great job. Marlon Humphrey did a great job on him uh, Sunday night. But that game was super fun to watch. Uh, a couple coaches kind of duking it out. And uh, genuinely, both uh, both defenses gave quarterbacks fits in that game. It was really fun to watch, really entertaining. Um, and 
I'm liking watching Baltimore play this year. Uh, it just seems a lot more fun than usual. Uh, I think they are. Uh, I, I really like them in that division. I think they're going to pull away. Um, you know, the Chargers game, like you said, it was a uh, going down to that one. That was a who wants to win it. Uh, the Chargers go for it on what was that fourth and one and a half ish, or, or um, yeah, it was like fourth and one and a half. Mm. Give the ball over to the Browns. Um, basically hand them the game. I mean, all Jacoby had to do was get it close enough, do a chip shot, and uh, the unfortunate thing happens that you never want to have happen when you do your job as a quarterback. Um, they missed a field goal and hand the ball back over and uh, to the Chargers finish the game. That was that was pretty, uh, you know, kind of had this awesome little crescendo of excitement there. But um, you know, for those of us that are big Justin Herbert fans uh, here in the room, we we weren't sad to see that how that ended. Browns could be five and zero. Yes, they could. Yes, they, they could. They allowed when two scores in under a minute and a half. And when to does the Jets week Deshaun 11. Watson come back? Week, week 11. eleven. I knew what you were thinking. He comes they back week that, eleven, or and he... then they blow that field goal. Okay, so he just serving ten. Yeah, that's the difference between five and zero for yep. a team playing with Jacoby Brissett. I would say that we, right we had said now, that he's a serviceable backup. Like he's he, probably one of the better backups. He's played a lot. Absolutely, of, he he's is. played a lot of. He's played. He started a whole the, season. The big thing on him fine. is he's just made a glass. Yeah, yes. I mean he that that's why he's not a starter in the NFL. That's genuinely the reason he's not a starter in the NFL yeah. is he's made a glass. But uh, I think there there's some special teams plays away from being five and zero. I you know the the Browns yeah. are good. Um, they would real, really benefit from a quarterback could, who could turn uh, some field goal opportunities into touchdowns, and then we wouldn't they're be having coached, any conversations. They're being coached yeah. well. They're playing it right, just giving it to Nick Chubb. Yep. Like, go, the offense is going through the run game. Yeah. So and we're, we're going to get to some uh, some other things involving that team in just a moment. Uh, and then we, we can't... We're going to wrap up this segment with this, but um, the worst decision-making in the NFL, if, if that was an award, it clearly goes to one player. Carson Wentz sucks at yes, figuring out who to throw the ball to. We gave Wilson a hard time for missing that dude on the right. But dear Lord, what are you seeing? That is triple coverage. And also, this is a mobile quarterback who everyone knows sucks in the pocket. You didn't roll him out for three straight plays. From what? The three-yard line? I don't know. Right? Four-yard line like I think that. he was throwing from? Like, genuinely, why are you not moving him to the right and layering that short, mid, long, mm -hmm. you know, when your offensive line is playing that well, uh, even though he's getting sacked, we know why he's getting sacked. It's because the dude panics and runs. But why not design one rollout out of those three opportunities, put him in motion, let him do what he does best, or just let him put his freaking shoulder down and use all six for that awesome frame and get him over the goal line. It's three yards, and you draw, dial up three pass plays. Yeah. And this genius who can't think inside a pocket, you just hosed him. I It was partly coaching, but Carson Wentz, dude, what did you see there? Yeah. Three and interceptions I mean, he basically threw in a row. And he played so well the first two weeks. I was like, hey, this might, you know, I found it. He's got his weapons. He's, the, he's well, spreading I mean, the ball out. Last season, he was a 27-7 and seven guy. But he yeah. can't make decisions he, when it matters. But, he, yeah. but that's exactly yep. like with the Colts. It's like, yeah, look, his counting stats, just fine. Yeah. But then you have the you know underhand interception. You have like all this like weird, 
stupid stuff. Cannot trust him when it matters. A- exactly. And, you know, if it weren't for Matt Rule, which we hadn't even mentioned yet, getting, yeah, uh, getting fired, which I think we all saw Ripped coming. to his NFL career. Yeah. He's not uh, coming back. He'll be yeah. going back to college. Um, Enjoy Nebraska, sir. <laughs> exactly. Lord um, of the Cornhuskers, they if call it, If it weren't for that, it, you know, Ron Rivera's got to be on the hot seat. Great guy. Has to be. Great guy. But, but th- it's just not working out. No, and, and as much as I want to say that this is Carson Wentz, and I'm blaming coaches too, um, you also, as a head coach, do not throw your quarterback under the no. bus. And that's what I was getting to is... What the crud when, was when that? You, when it's, Especially with the guy who has the ego, it's kind of fragile like Carson Wentz's is. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a terrible excuse too because when you look at the rest of the NFC East... Mm-hmm. Cooper... Cooper Rush... Cooper Rush, Daniel undefeated. Jones, Daniel Jones, four and, one, and Jalen Hurts, who a lot of people like. I I think he's having a really good year, obviously, but it's not like he's your prototypical quarterback. No, they're yeah. winning because he's in the perfect system for him to thrive. He's in a good system for him. That yeah. is very and, and so Seriano's doing a good job. Dak's not playing. This isn't a quarterback yeah. issue in your and division. He, and then he it's says not. they ask him what's the di- what's the difference between your team, right? And these other teams in the NFC East, what separates it, you? And he puts, and he all, puts it all on quarterback. Yeah. He and says like, quarterback. I'm sorry. Play. There's a whole other half of the game he doesn't play. And 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 I and I'll throw this out there too. Like, hey bro, how many points are you giving up a week right now, Mr. Defensive Minded? Their defense was supposed to be nasty. And it was a few years ago. That front seven's supposed to be disgusting. Where are you at? Washington's offense is keeping them in games I, right yeah, now. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Heineke's on the bench. Heineke can probably win more football games for you right now than Carson Wentz well, he's, can. He can. He's, he's proven he, went, he makes better decisions. Than he Carson went to Wentz. the playoffs. Maybe, maybe, maybe we go to a closer role here. He went to the playoffs <laughs> and had a close. As long game as it's not Robbie Ray, yeah. you're good. <laughs> maybe we go to the closer role. We we pull Heineke out with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Sound the trumpets. Yeah. Let's go. Hey guys, we know what time it is. I, it, <laughs> Sound on, the trumpets. Honestly, <laughs> like at, at this point. That's if legit. you're looking at their quarterback situation, it's a name thing. Yeah. It's not a numbers thing yeah. because the well, numbers it's what are, you paid him. Yeah, well, that too. Well, uh, you what's just paying, other, what you're paying him, which is the other frustrating thing. You give this guy what twenty something million dollars, twenty seven, yeah, somewhere you, in there, and you forfeited two third round picks, and you made him your starting quarterback. Heineke knew that when he brought him in. Yeah, you know, like he said, he goes, "Hey, man, response. They probably could even it. had Jimmy G for less." If they, yes, they could have, well, I mean, how much would they give Jim to have Jimmy G right now? Um, yeah, just yeah. saying. I uh, no, this was it, it was just that was a horrible game for the Commanders, and uh, and for Rivera to say that, by the way, just super out of pocket. That yeah. is not his character. That's yeah. not who he is. Remember, this is the guy that kicked. Uh, the dude had Cam Newton yeah. as his quarterback, and he never really. I mean, yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, we got to play better," but he was never like. This is all in the quarterback, the reason why we're this bad. Now, there, I mean, at least Cam Newton was an MVP at one point. Yeah. He was. I mean, it, this is just... But, there, but he also played with them when Cam Newton had a couple of rough seasons. It, it's it's just bad team management all the way around. But this this goes back to our big discussion, and, and I won't spend any time on it, uh, that we've said many times, uh, this is a top-down problem in Washington. Uh, sell Worst the team, owner maybe in sports. Sell the team. Sell the team. Dan Snyder sucks as an owner. He's and as a he's human, allowing as a yes, human too. Sure, yeah. and and he's allowing all this stuff to happen on his team. 
Uh, I didn't hear a public rebuke on Ron Rivera for throwing his quarterback under the bus. We're not even going to hear an apology from Ron Rivera because Ron Rivera runs around unchecked. When you're his, when you're Dan Snyder's guy, he doesn't give a rip. And uh, the Commanders can say goodbye to their season. They can say goodbye to Ron Rivera, and they can say goodbye to the next three years because that's how long it takes you to recover from this crud. It absolutely does. Yeah. So bye bye hopes and dreams. Really boring black alternate jerseys that uh, they wore a couple yeah. weeks ago. And, and, and for anybody that's listen, that might be listening as a Commanders fan and you're like, oh, that's pretty hot take you. You know, it's really early in the season. First of all, pick a different team. For Yeah, your team sucks. <laughs> that's and, weird. That's uh, weird that you're yeah. a Commanders fan. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are <laughs> you over here? here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I look at our map on on our, our feed of who downloads and it's really random. Like, it's like one little uh, Oh, by the way, I keep forgetting DC. to mention this. Hi to everybody in Europe. I have no What's idea up? who you are. Um, What's up? Shout out. We we have had on our last four podcasts, we've had 14 downloads in Europe. So shout out. To I don't you know guys. if my cousin is over in Hungary. Um, Let's <laughs> start getting into F1. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing I'm that. I'm all messy. Am I right, guys? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, football. football right? <laughs> football. football. Pitch and matches. And- yeah, stuff. <laughs> Shout out! Shout out! Wow, I wonder. I mean, I love it when my team's at the top of the table. I, I will uh, say, yeah. beans on toast is an abomination. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't need to talk about these things. But uh, no, the commanders seriously say goodbye to it. And and if you were already a hurting fan, it's just going to get worse. It's not going to get better anytime soon. Uh, you have some garbage contracts on this team, and yeah. no one wants to play there. It's just straight up, you're, you're not going to get free agents, Dude. and it's your owner's fault. You guys gotta get this guy to get rid of the team. Your stadium is leaking sewage on people. Yep, every week it seems like it's a collapse on Jalen Hurts last year. You know what you find inside their dumpster fire is another dumpster on fire. That's what the Washington Commanders is. So Field is probably the worst stadium. Met Met, Met Life lost (laughs) a lot of careers or seasons. That's true. Yeah. Well. I we won't touch like I said we don't have any other games to touch on here we've we've said all the scores gone through the stuff that we wanted this? to um, what do you want to say because I want to get out of there okay no no I understand hey a couple weeks ago we, you guys talked about a player to be unnoticed Hufunga yeah for, for for the Niners Tariq Woolen you all need to keep an eye on this dude Tariq Woolen let me say this right now he has the lowest quarterback rating um, allowed this season at thirteen quarterback rating when he is targeted. The dude's a rookie, fifth round pick, three three picks in three games, three fumbles, two touchdowns, and and four pass defended passes defended. Hey, if can you clone him, put him on the other side, maybe make him a safety. Uh, hey, you know, like no, no, no. He has some holes oh, it's, on the defense. Oh no, I think the rest of the NFC West defenses could use him. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. I, I doing well. Yeah, ripped he, Emmanuel Mosley's yeah. season, dude. Yeah, but he that's is, fair. he is legit. A fifth round pick. Complete passer rating of 40 through five games, which is the fourth best in the NFL. Yeah. Not for rookies. Defensive rookie of the year right now. He is having himself a stretch. Defensive rookie of the year. Calling it. There you go. I mean, it's I, probably, probably going to be sauce because he was the higher pick and he's in a bigger market. But dude, I, it I, should be. So I mean, you know how Tariq Sauce get his first one this last week? Yeah, against a yeah. third string quarterback. Yeah. You can only yeah, play you who can you play. Hey, man, you, got, you play who you play. You play the, you play the number. You, don't, you yeah. don't care about the name on that jersey. <laughs> um, 
No, I, I was going to say, you know how every fan base has horrible fans. Okay. All of them. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I know we could probably sit here and rank some fan bases. We're not that type of show. Um, uh, except the Cowboys. We 32nd. Yeah, we, we're they're the horrible. We'll, they're we'll the worst. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I was, I was reading through one of the 49ers, uh, fan things this last week. And there's this post on, on Hufanga and, um, as I'm reading through it, he goes, man, I, I, this guy's going to win rookie of the year. I know it. And he just gets <laughs> torched. Everybody's like, bro, he played last year. And, he, and he's like, what? Dumb. He yeah. literally did a what reply before he Googled it. <laughs> like he even owned his suck. He just had no idea. It was pretty funny. But it, I, I will say we haven't talked since I last had my Hufanga little speech before we yeah. played you guys. And then last week, yeah. um, and I wanted, and I was glad that I said it because I texted you guys. I'm like, I'm glad I got my Ufanga piece out there yep. before we played you because then it would sound like cope of me coming out here and be like, you know, this, this guy, no, we, he's, act, he's actually really good. Out. So I was like, hey, you know what? That's fine. He yeah. is a beast. Obviously, you know, rep in the area. Got another sack so. this week. Yeah. Uh, and he, he likes to, you, you made the, the line. You made the Troy Palomalo comparison. It, I've it's heard, pretty fair. I've heard it in other places. It's pretty. He likes to just straight line, for, run and hit you very hard. For those of you who are unaware, it's not just style of play. These guys grew up within two hours of each other's high schools here in the state of Oregon. They went to the same college and transitioned from being middle linebackers to strong safeties while at the same college at USC. Okay. And then they come in and they stylistically play in the exact same defense Mm -hmm. where you play eight in the box all the time. And that strong safety hovers and roams around the field and makes plays. Um, By the way, you know, who also had a pick six in the first six games of their career. Troy Palomalu. Um, so just saying, like it's Tariq Woolen. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's just it. The comparisons are pretty stinking obvious. Um, and then they have the hair and the heritage yeah. as well. Yeah. But like, oh man, it is pretty funny. I wish the USC would have let him wear number forty three. Apparently, he wanted to, and some senior had it uh, when he came in, and then he could never get it for whatever reason. It just it it never mm-hmm. made it its That's way to him while he was there. That's a bummer. But um, anyway. I want to get into some fantasy stuff. Just check in with everybody. I've had a good couple of weeks. It's been uh, shoddy on, for me. I'm on some back-to-back weeks or wins in the A-League. Uh, things are starting to look up. Here's what I did. Uh, I sent this to you guys, but that doesn't mean you remember it because I know you're not heavily invested in my fantasy team. Um, yeah, last time I checked, that's managed by Matt Novak. I, it is. I, and you're not in the league with me. So I, I was able to acquire Jalen Hurts. I let go of a man who has not played a snap yet this year. Uh, this is the one team that I traded D Hop from. So I gave up D Hop and I gave up Higby, but that is because I already had a decent uh, tight end setup. And uh, genuinely, as far as wide receivers are concerned, um, I'm so deep in running backs. Even though we have the double, uh, the two WRT slots in our league, um, I don't need. I don't need the extra guys right now. I uh, was able to pull up Josh Reynolds, uh, who's been playing great, uh, and, and uh, uh, pair him in my receivers. So no big deal. But um, yeah, Jalen Hurts got it done for me. So what ended up happening? And I sent How to you guys you last get- night. So I I traded Jalen Hurts for D Hop and Higby, and the person that I got to do that was uh, a friend of ours named Alex. Not last name starts with O. 
who I, I said this person is one bigger who, who, than who you. lives south from here. Yes. What up, dude? And, what the heck, man? Uh, he 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 has Dak on his team, and he is a massive Cowboy fan. And yes, I literally, is. I won't lie, dude. If you listen to this, I 100% played your heartstrings because I know you want to start Dak, and they said he might be coming back. And so I traded him that week, making sure that I, I did do that. I kind of used what I know he loves against him um, and the team that he hates. I also used against him yeah. uh, and, and Hurts has some great com- games coming up. So I was able to keep Rodgers. So I still have Rodgers on that team. I got week seven. Hurts is going to be uh, on his bye. So I think I'm going to keep. Uh, I've been trying to make some trades, but it hasn't worked out yet. Rodgers for some other players. I I really wanted to try and get Mostert and Michael Thomas this last week. And I thought I had a trade partner in that. And I was only going to give up Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. And then it fell through. So I I was a little hopeful. Mm. Then that same person was like, no, how about Brees Hall and Aaron Rodgers? And I'm like, no, this is not happening. Um, No, I couldn't part with Brees Hall. I love Brees Hall. So... Uh, anyway, I've been having a good couple weeks. Uh, I've been getting wins everywhere. I had a score 165 on one of my teams this week, uh, which on a half point PPR with uh, with a double, uh, two WRT spots, uh, really good uh, score for me. Uh, we don't have a lot of we have a lot of the base settings as far as yardage goes. So, uh, but I'm I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll ask I'll ask Grant. I feel like it's gonna be a mixed bag over here. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Um, I, I went I went one and three this week. It was rough mm. with that mainly because the Travis Kelsey thing happened. I had I had Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Darren Waller decided to get injured and put up a zero. The first quarter, right? In the first quarter it's a hamstring injury. Josh Jacobs was keeping pace. The dude had like twenty eight points. Um, I was up by seven at one point, and then. D- Kelsey decided to score, I don't know, three more touchdowns or whatever. <laughs> um, so that was rough. So I only lost by four there. So that was that was upsetting. Yeah. Um, I've just had, dude, I just had some bad luck. Um in the church league, I am one and four, which is awful. Um and I'm so overall I'm one and four. I'm one and four, four and one, two and three, and three and two. So I've got pretty much everything um, in terms of my overall records. Um, the ones I care about, I'm doing all right in. The ones, well, the C-League, the one I care about the most, I'm doing all right in at three and two. Um, yeah, I just had some bad, I mean, J- Jamal Williams doing nothing. Um, what else? Who else did nothing? Uh, Miles Sanders didn't do a whole lot. A.J. Brown didn't really do anything. Kyler Murray was okay. Like, it was just one of those weeks where, like, all the guys that you expected to show up didn't because the Eagles overall offensively did not. So not having AJ Brown or Miles Sanders do what they usually do is kind of what killed me. Cause I only got 11 total points from the two of them. So yep. That was kind of me. Yeah. So how about you, Jameson? Um, I had some pretty close matchups this week. I went one and two. Um, I am actually four and one in the church league right now. I won this last week. Um, so I'm technically in second place, but it, there's like four, four and one teams <laughs> and then everyone else is like two and three or one and four. So, yeah. um, doing pretty well in that league. Um, that is my Josh Allen, Cooper cup and, um, Gabe Davis league. So, oh yeah, that, that pretty much is what won me the week right there because Jeez. I 
only put up like 120 points and it pretty much all came from them dropping like 35 and 25 a piece so mm-hmm. um there was that uh, actually i am realizing as i'm looking through that i have some bi-week stuff that i need to fill in right now um and then in the c league i lost unfortunately by like three points um this last week a lot of it was t higgins being out that's kind of what screwed me so um i am two and three in that league which is okay um all things considered so um this week actually this last week was my worst first week um starting damian pierce felt pretty good about that one yeah um so but he has a bye this week so i gotta shuffle some things around um the again as always it's the 12 man espn gauntlet <laughs> league that always screws me right. um i'm one and four in that league right now not looking too great um i still will blame it on me getting the 12th pick and being screwed um 100 yeah, that's what it is yeah that, that will always be uh my could excuse you, could you have gotten nick chubb no oh okay well then you're that's forgiven yeah okay um that that's where I had to go. Basically, Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones was my first pick. Because you couldn't my talk pick. yourself into Saquon Barkley. He was taken too. What the heck? Yeah. These guys, I like these yeah. people. And then going they, after all the running backs early. And then they also started taking quarterbacks as I was in the middle. So it's basically like <laughs> twenty four picks before it gets to me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Um, oh no. Oh and, no. And you know, we had our good conversation about the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, and uh-huh. he's available in a ton of leagues. Cool. I go to start him. Uh, and then back-to-back weeks, he has like a combined 15 points. He was very poopy. Uh, hasn't thrown a touchdown since I started him. Uh, has turned the ball over a total of seven times between fumbles and interceptions. Good times. Um, so that's bad. But I did put up 122 points, which is not bad. And I had a chance to win this week still. It came down to Juju. I was down five. Juju versus Carlson. So they had the Raiders kicker, and I had Juju. It was literally a 50-50. And then, Ooh, yeah. and then it was uh, me and uh, you know Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. We have this thing. I'm just going to only throw him the ball, and we're going to basically <laughs> Yeah, be, within, within the five-yard line. Everybody else is it, just out there taking defenders away from It was Travis a Matt Kelsey. Stafford Cooper Cup thing where he's like, I know you're here, but you're not actually here. Not we're just going to give him the ball. So <laughs> I got screwed there. Um, I am starting Geno this week in that league. Oh, boy. I'm I'm looking to turn things around. This is how it started for me last year. I ended up getting third place, getting my money back. Um, but it is slim pickings out there, let me tell you. You know it's getting bad and it's very degenerate when Hayden Hurst was like almost what turned the tide for me this week. Dude. <laughs> in in a Hayden fantasy Hurst league. Is having a he, couple good weeks. He, he I'm put thinking up, about it. He I put up like week he put up like seventeen. Yeah. And I was like, no way like I was rooting so hard for him to score. Uh, and I was like, no way. He just put me back in this because I was projected to lose by like 30. So, um, but got carried by Leonard Fournette this week. Got carried by Brees Hall this week. He's I didn't been, start him in one great. of mine. I um, went Miles Sanders over him. Because Miles Sanders had a, has been doing really well this year. Mm-hmm. He had like 29 last week. And, I, and mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm going to stick with the hot hand here. Uh, but that ended up being detrimental. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Uh, if I would have started Gino, which I almost did this last week, I would have won because he put up yeah. 24. So that yep. would have been my difference there. But we're nominated turning around. For, nominated for another uh, offensive air player of the week. Yeah, Just we're, we're, it out there. we're turning around. So he's getting, he's getting the start. So 
so I as we're wrapping up fantasy, I'll uh, I'll drop this. So this was the bad beat of the week. If if you are TSA Ben right now, drowning drowning your sorrows in a Dr Pepper somewhere, I apologize. Um, Sorry, Ben. I I went into Monday Night Football with a thirty one point lead, and I had Waller to go, and he had Mahomes. In our league, uh, obviously Waller went out with zero before he was able, ever able to get a grab. Uh, Mahomes got 30.48, and I walked out with a 106.96 to a uh, victory over 106.4. So what's that margin of victory? Uh, 0.56. That's brutal. So I've definitely won some games closer. My, actu- my closest one, believe it or not, is 0.05. And I won that on an NFL correction the next day. So I would, and, and uh, it's, I, it's a friend of ours that we all know. It, this actually was against Wes um, uh, about a decade ago. And Wes was so mad. I, like, it, luckily, it was in a league that I don't commission because I know I would have gotten called out for cheating. <laughs> but it was on an NFL stat correction where a guy ended up getting how, whatever it was, like a couple extra yards or something. Uh, credited to him. I think it was a, 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 they ruled what was previously said to be a rush, a pass, and to be in a forward pass. And uh, they corrected a quarterback stats. So that's brutal. Yeah, that's my closest one. But I, I wanted to, as we're still talking about some stats, I wanted to go over, we do this every, every now and then. We talk about, you know, we, we had talked about the, t- uh, some quarterback stats, uh, try and name that quarterback, whatever, had a little fun uh, with a, a previous recording. And if I it ain't to Geno just, Smith, I don't want it. <laughs> if I, I wanted to throw out a couple. I'm not really going to go heavy on the quarterbacks, but I do have... I'll, I'll start there uh, real quick. Uh, there are two quarterbacks two. in the NFL that has started three or more games that only have one interception. Okay. Only have one. Could you name the quarterbacks that have one interception? I'm going to go... And three or more games? They've started three or more games. Yeah. Huh. Because I wanted to be fair about that. Anytime we're grabbing at stats, I want to cherry pick something. I'm going to go... Daniel Jones? He's scrolling. I'm scrolling. (laughs) I can see it. Um, No. I I haven't paid attention to Giants games. I just know he's not thrown enough. So I'm like, maybe he just hasn't thrown enough to throw picks. Two of one of them? Tua is not. Dang it. He had a couple of picks in that game where they oh, where he looked the, like Peyton Manning for the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did quarter. have two picks. Um has not thrown a pick? One pick. Oh. One. One. Two quarterbacks have thrown one pick and started three or more games. It's not Geno, because he has two picks. And it's not Goff, obviously. Even though he was eleven to three at one point. I'll be really kind to you guys. Both of these quarterbacks have played for the same team. Flacco and Zach Wilson? That's a good guess. This is not them. Zach Wilson hasn't played three weeks. No, I he hasn't think. played three weeks. This season? It'll become very obvious when I say either of their names. Why am I... I got to pull up a list of teams. Not no, no, hold not on, hold on. I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to sit on this that long. Oh, it's a Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. It is not. What? Because yeah, Dax only played the one game. Oh, that's right. Well, so yep. they both played. 
They have both. They have both played on the same team. They have. Have they started but, the three games? Well, it's not impossible for both of them to start three I said, games. They have. They have both. I'm not saying this year. I'm saying oh, they have. Oh. I was saying they I was saying, have. I thought you meant this. in the history of them existing, I they have thinking, played on the same team. I thought you were talking about at this the same year. time. Taysom Hill, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is not playing in the NFL right now. I don't know what you're doing over here. His brain is. You breaking. said. You said over the. No, you're, you're killing me. They are playing this year. They have started three games but this year, both of them in the NFL. But they have previously the, been teammates. But they're not on the... Okay, they're I thought, not on the same team right I, now. I thought it was... This should be very obvious. There's actually only one I thought duo it was, that has I thought done it was this. they've played on the same team this year, so like somebody... Nope, sorry, in sorry. If I confuse yeah. you at all with the wording, I apologize. We'll start over. They have played in... Th- they have started three games for uh, at quarterback. They do not play on the same team. But they previously were teammates, and they have only thrown one interception, both of them, this year. You guys are going to hate yourselves. Is it? I don't know. I'm legitimately trying to look Tom over Tom Brady here. and Jimmy G? It is. <laughs> oh. It's Tom okay. Brady and Jimmy G. Tom Brady has thrown seven touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Jimmy G has five and an interception. Um, but yeah, the, it, is, it is the two of them. Okay. They are the only ones with one interception. They're, so they they are leading the league in the uh, fewest interceptions. Uh, who's second? Geno Smith, baby. Uh, Geno. He's tied. Because uh, he's only thrown two. Geno and Jalen Hurts. Let's go. Are tied with two. Elite company. Uh, that has started that three or Jalen more Jalen Hurts is in. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is in. Jalen Hurts in elite company. <laughs> with Geno Smith. Uh, who's leading the league in touchdown passes right now? Mahomes. That's my guess. Uh, Josh Allen. He is correct. Josh Allen has 14. Uh, I, I Mahomes gonna, has 15. I was going to say Pat, but he took it. So I was like, I don't want to yeah, take the other uh, one. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're starting to... A little, a little separation hey, starting to happen. Like, like I said, I think... Lamar's at 12. Lamar's at 12. I, I think the... Who else uh, is up there? The uh, people uh, writing off the Chiefs. Were, you know, going to the season I, a little I don't little think much. you guys would guess the next three. I don't want to put it on you. It's, it's a hard one. Goff. Okay, maybe you would. <laughs> I guess the next one. Hurts. No. The next three? Are they tied? Do they all have the next? Uh, the next. Uh, so Goff is the next one at 11. At 11. So there's two that have 10. Two that have 10. Okay. Yep. Two that have 10. Um, Tua? No. Ooh. Hmm. Two has eight. Ah. Two has eight. I know Gino has nine. It's not Kirk Cousins, is it? Oh. It is not. It's not Rodgers. Kirk it's only has Rogers? seven, actually. That kind of that feels low. Rogers has eight. Rogers has eight. Well, Dalvin ran in what two? That's true. And, and, I, they yeah. all, they had some some weird. He's doing well in there. I, I for I the sake know. of time, uh, Justin Herbert. Oh, Ten okay. touchdowns, two interceptions, by the way. Um, he's the other one. I forgot to tell you that he was tied. Uh, and Mahomes as well. Two interceptions. Oh, with two interceptions. He okay. is 15 and two. That's pretty good. Uh, that's yeah, pretty he, good. well, Monday night was pretty good to him. So, yep. yeah, that's I mean, he went yep. from 11, to two, 11 and two to four and two. So, or I mean, 15 and two with those four. Uh, the other one is Carson Wentz. Uh, that is the one I knew you were not going to get. Yeah. Uh, that would have yeah. been tough. Oh, well, I'm guessing, honestly... Josh Allen might take over this weekend because Mahomes already played one more. Wait. No. 
Nope. No, that, no, that yeah. was the Monday That was the end of the week. Yep. 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 I'm done. End of the week. It's fine. I'm dumb. Days are hard. Days are uh, hard. Who's leading the league right now in rushing yards, guys? Nick Chubb. Yes, he is. And Saquon's number two. Yes. 593 and 533. Uh, Nick Chubb also leading the league in touchdowns. Uh, I will tell you right now, Josh Jacobs numbers, is number three in rushing yards, which he had an impressive Monday night performance. Yeah, 124 yeah. on the ground, I think. Almost no, 200 one, yards. One, what did you say? Uh, I said 124. He had 132. 132. Oh, okay. It's also why I don't blame them for... I mean, I wouldn't have blamed them for going for two anyways at the end of that game to try to just get ahead of the Chiefs because they weren't stopping the Chiefs at all. Yeah. Um, but putting it on the ground, giving it to him, I was like, yeah, he's been a monster tonight. Just well, see and if he can I get think you that they, a yard. They finally figured out, like, this is how they win. They feed the ball to Jacobs and yeah. then throw it to... Well, I, I, don't, I don't know why they hadn't been listening to our podcast because I may have been, you know, just screaming, give the guy the freaking ball. Yeah, in the last, like, two, in the the, last two weeks, and they've done it. They've Their offense know. has moved so much better mm-hmm. and has yeah. been much better. No, they didn't win because their defense is awful. Because their defense sucks yeah. on ice, which Grant has highlighted thoroughly. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I it, You could put 100 names on a piece of paper, and if two of them were secondary... Uh, you know, defenders of that team, I would not be able to pick them out. No, you, I know, I have no idea. I know Rocky Sin. Actually, you could give a weird me name. Oh, you could give me four names, and I wouldn't be able to pick the two of them. <laughs> yeah, and that's a fifty-fifty. What, what name? Name the rookie that has more rushing yards than Derrick Henry right now. Name the rookie. Brees Hall. No. Damian Harris. Oh no, he, he, he receives all. It that's is why I was Pierce. Saying. Pierce. I almost said Damian. Pierce has four twelve. Uh, Henry has he, four oh eight. Very close. Isn't he in the top five for rushing? He is. He is number five. Yeah. Derrick Henry is number six right now. Brees Hall had like almost 200 all-purpose yards, but it's he gets a lot of receptions. That's where I Ooh, was. Didn't really, Jeff Wilson flying up those numbers. Thanks, buddy. I mean, uh, you put me back there, and I might average 100 yards a game. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Literally. Uh, here, a, a little bit of fun. Uh, I was going to move over to uh, receiving, which we're not going to talk about the number one guy, because that's boring. Um. Jay Jetta. Uh, there, no. no. No, no, no. Oh, wait. On terms of yards? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after, after, after a couple rough however. After a couple rough weeks. Coop Cup. He's also Coop second in yards. He is second in yards. That is correct. So, I feel like Tyler Lockett. Barely, though. I feel like Tyler Lockett's cracking there. Tyreek's three behind they're, him. They're all pretty close. Um, like, that top bunch is all pretty close. Yeah. Okay. So, who leads the league? In touchdown receptions. For wide receivers? Because I would think it's Travis Kelsey. It is Travis Kelsey that leads the league in touchdown receptions. Uh, there are two players tied with fifth after him. This was the question I was going to ask. How many is that? The the, the number. like like two, two, or Sorry, two players tied with five. Okay. Who are they? I have no idea. And they are both wide receivers. And I'll they're fifth that. in the league? No, tied tied with five. Okay. They're, there's two that, players tied with Diggs five one touchdowns. Because Dig ha- Diggs had like a three touchdown Diggs game. Diggs is one of them. Who's the other one? That's five? No. Jalen Waddle? Not a Dude. bad guess. I don't I, think he's got that many, Coop, though. Coop, oh, okay. has, Coop has a rushing, but I so I don't know if that's... Tyler Lockett popped off. But no, this think... is receiving touchdowns. Okay. Because I think he has four receiving, one rushing. You are correct on that. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I you know I'm locked into what Coop's doing these days. Is it? No, it's not AJ Brown. Um, 
No, AJ had a couple weeks where he didn't get touchdowns to start the season. Yeah, that's right. Justin Jefferson? Not a bad guess at all, but not him. Gabe Davis? Not a bad guess. Tyreek? Not him. Not a bad guess, not him. <laughs> Me? <laughs> not a bad guess, right? Is that no, 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 that's a bad guess. Wait, is it Christian Kirk? No, I... For five? No. I would be able to tell you because he's on no, my first uh, For the sake of time, I also featured in last night's game. Devonta Adams now with five touchdowns. Really? Oh. After going two, uh, getting two last night. Actually, I think up. I did hear that. He, he just doesn't pop into my head anymore because it, it's like so far and few in between. But it just seems like and what because he, the Raiders have been doo doo. Yeah, and what yeah. he catches are touchdowns. It seems. By the way, uh, Gabe Davis only has eleven catches on the year. But he has like 309 yards. yards. (laughs) 309 yards and three touchdowns. Shout out out to Hunter Renfro because he is getting paid by the Chiefs and the Raiders (laughs) because the Chiefs most definitely have paid him uh, to give the game to the Chiefs. Even even better stat, um, Jahan Dotson, one out of every three catches is a touchdown. He has 12 catches on the year, four touchdowns. And the dude's only played in, I believe, four games. May not, play, the, may the not other, play Thursday night, by the, the other way. frustrating thing about that Washington team is they have some talent there. Jahan Dotson. Curtis Samuel. Scary Terry. We feel mm-hmm. like we haven't, like, nobody's He's kind of taking a backseat to Dotson and Samuel. Yeah. I mean, Samuel's been scary, Wentz's favorite. Scary Terry could be, a, could be a guy that maybe gets moved. Scary Terry could be a guy that gets moved. That is absolutely DJ true. DJ Moore is another uh, guy on my list of guys that DJ could get Moore's moved. DJ Moore's on McCaffrey. the list, but uh, in front of him is Christian McCaffrey. Have you seen the Buffalo talks? I've heard Dude. Buffalo talks. I've heard, well, I've heard several teams. There's about five teams that could really use him. I, I, I really don't, I don't want to hate the Buffalo conversation at all. I think that makes a ton of sense because that team's completely loaded. They have a ton of draft picks. They could hand them off. Your team, by the way, has a massive philosophy of we don't like picks, we like players. Um, and heard, that would make a lot of sense to go, for him to go to the Rams. I, I've also heard DJ Moore to the Rams conversation as well. I don't like that at all. I, I don't. I'm not uh, about Packers that. Also, to me, I and and today, yeah, that yes. too. Uh, I there were more rumblings about. Um, you know, a lot of league executives think that OBJ is going to go back to the Rams when that happens. But then there's also the. If he wants to chase a ring, that's not going to be Los Angeles this year. So mm. who knows? I, I, I mean, the reason I'm not panicking with the Rams, other than the fact that we won the Super Bowl, so I'm a lot less stressed now about <laughs> being in that win now mode and trying to contend for something every year. Um, it's also culturally how they've made adjustments when they suck at points in the year. I, I'm not going to overreact, but I'm also not Super Bowl expectations this year, really. But if they do something crazy like they did last year where they go out, they get OBJ, they get Von Miller, and things started getting you know a little interesting midway through the season, sure, I'm all about that. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, it, we are getting to that time of year where things are going to start shuffling around because you see players are unhappy, teams are bad, people are getting fired. We're, we're already hitting the first bye week of the season, which feels crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's about time. Yeah, for sure. The, um. I thing I wanted to look ahead to is we've got uh we've got some games coming up this week. Uh some good solid matchups if you will. Um and kind of looking ahead 
I think uh, there's a few that don't jump off the board. I was just mentioning Thursday Night Football is going to suck. That's the Commanders playing the Bears Yay. on Prime Video. Oh, great. I was so excited to listen to uh, Herb Street and Al Michaels say, ugh, the entire time because they mm-hmm. hated that game and they let you know about it last week. Um, no, I like they this. They spent how many billion, like a billion dollars to Amazon did to get Thursday they, Night Football? They only, I will say, they don't have a ton of stinkers. Okay, they don't have a ton. And well, in and their again, defense, when they when they scheduled the Colts and, Broncos, and the Broncos, that should have been a good game. Yeah, we had the conversation before you got here about how many primetime games the Broncos have this year. Well, they've already been on four times, right? Yeah, four out of the first I, five. I, I can't remember if this is accurate. I'd have to go look. I thought I heard that it was like seven games this season. Let me look. Well, that, they're on this week. So that's another one. Broncos Chargers on Monday Night Football. Which, before the season started, yeah, sure. Looked the, great. At, even seven was crazy, kind of, in my opinion, for a team that we hadn't actually seen play yet to be like, here's seven primetime games, yeah. guys. Wow. Boom. But like, obviously, that matchup, AFC yeah. West, everybody was all hyped about it. I really think that Chiefs, <laughs> but, or Chiefs Bills was the it is going to be America's game of the week for me. Yeah, so they've um, got but. they've got this one coming up and then they've got a Sunday night football game Chiefs Broncos December 11th. I will be at a wedding so I don't have to watch that game. <laughs> That's going to be a slaughter. Well, I've got uh I've got some good ones here for this week. I think could be sneaky good game of the week Patriots Browns. I know both these teams are 2 and 3, but these uh but the Patriots are overachieving right now. Uh, a little bit Bailey for sure. Zappy. Bailey Zappy's playing, playing some good quarterback. Andre Stevenson's going to get me some fantasy points. Yep. I, I, uh, Belichick hates the Browns because he does. Uh, he used to be there. They betrayed him. They betrayed him. Um, no, uh, I, I think that could be a sneaky good game of the week. Um, I'm, I'm real curious to, to see if two is going to play. I if don't he, think he's going to play until like November. Probably. I, I, I don't think he's going to play this week. But if he was, that boy, that, that game against the Vikings would look real good. Uh, another two and three game. Uh, I know these records are, are sucky, but uh, that Bengals-Saints game could be a ton of fun. Uh, just knowing the offensive firepower that the Bengals possess, especially if Higgins is a go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And the Saints just coming off, you know, a, a scoring 40-plus uh, on the Seahawks. Like, that's just fun. Wait, well, that's what it was, right? 40, was it 40-something? Which one? This is your game. It was 37. 39 to 32. Okay, almost there. All right, close enough. But uh, no, I mean, like, that that could be a fun game. Uh, but as far as records go and good games, you've got really got one huge matchup and then one uh, that I would say is close to that that shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be. But, I mean, the Giants keep winning games. So Giants-Ravens, I really like. Cowboys, That's a 10 a.m. game. Cowboys Eagles Sunday night four and one uh, against a five and zero oh Eagles team in Philly. Um, the uh, the hate will be there in spades as we know the Eagles fans it'll, will give it to the Cowboys. It'll be there from me as well. Uh, I, it's going to be absolutely go Eagles fly Eagles fly Eagles fly. It will be a really good test for them. I think I, who knows if the Cowboys will end up being in the playoffs. You know they have a good record now. Again, it's a math mm-hmm. equation thing. This will be the first real test of does this Eagles game hold up against a top five defense, which ultimately they're going to have to get through right. if they actually want to make a playoff push. Yep. So that'll be really interesting. Um, I, I do agree that Ravens-Giants, 
it this seems like the week of like we're gonna put these teams to the test. Yeah. Are the Giants actually legitimate? Can they actually continue to win football games against good teams? Ravens defense is not yeah. that great right now. Um, I do think the same thing too can be said. Jets Packers. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound that enticing when you but look we, at it. But we it's said it earlier, Lambo, though. But but we, we we said it earlier in this episode. We got to see the, the the Jets against the healthy team. The Packers are a healthy team. Yeah, and also they are. The Packers need a game where they go out there and just be like, "Okay, hey guys, we're the Packers." I'm we're Aaron su- Rodgers. We're supposed to be like one of the Super Bowl favorites coming out of the NFC. We're both three and two. This is the Jets. We're in Lambeau. We should be able to handle this. We are far enough into the season at this point after week six when this is yeah. done to have an idea of what some of these teams look like. And if the Packers are three and three coming off of a loss to the Jets in Lambeau, that is something. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, there are three games that got some pretty big spreads from Vegas. Uh, one is the uh, the Rams at home against the Panthers. Uh, I think they're they gonna will run over them and lick their wounds a little bit. That that's a get back uh, game for us before we sure. go into a bye and then have to come back and play you guys. Yeah, well, again, there's that, which I'm not looking uh, forward to. The Steelers uh, are eight point dogs at home against the Buccaneers. Um, right, and then, be, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And then the Packers are the Packers first are losing season seven. is coming. It I'm is coming. It. You are you are right. Yeah, um, but the Packers are seven point favorites at home on the Jets. I never like going that hard against Vegas ever, and I don't like that I at think all. The Jets will cover um, this. No, to me, this is the same scenario. Remember, uh, we were watching that uh, the Forty Nine ers Seahawks one um, the second week, and also there was a. I think the Niners end up being ten point favorites in that game. And everybody had watched the first game of the 49ers playing the Bears going, uh, excuse me? How? <laughs> How is that going to happen? And the Seahawks offense moved in and, that first game? Yeah. And, and then Niners came out and just took it. Um, and not with the same quarterback that they felt we like they were going one. to finish we that game. We gave that one to you guys. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Um, but no, I just, Vegas knows things. And uh, the Packers at home is usually the Packers at home. So... I, I like the Packers actually quite a bit in that game. Zach Wilson but, got that dog in him. Um, I, I think they'll win. It's just, it's a test for the Jets finally. Like, why you guys scoring 40 points? And hey, Packers, get your crap together. Yeah. Uh, You know, is it a fluky London loss to a team that they never really lose to and shouldn't have right. lost to? Or, which, you know, this might be my thought, is I felt like I was a little bit crazy and kind of thought maybe I was overreacting because of how everybody else was talking preseason about the Packers are going to be just fine. They're going to be good. And I'm like, we do realize who they're throwing the ball to and who they've lost out here. Like, am I crazy for thinking that's a big deal? It hasn't been the worst thing in the world. But when you consider what Aaron Rodgers has been back-to-back MVP seasons versus what he's been now and their production, it's something. So if they struggle against the Jets, who have a fine defense, um, but have been scoring and the Packers defense has been very mad. I saw this thing where they have allowed the most yards in the league by a significant amount for like crossing routes specifically, which is like weird, but it's consistently happening. Um, It's, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to be watching it. I'm 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 rooting for the Jets. Uh, I I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. I don't have a reason to root against the Jets. Um, but all of this is just set up 
because there, in in my mind, there is one game that is much watch TV on Sunday in particular, and that is yes, the sir. class of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. The Bills are traveling to the barbecue capital of America to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you know they're uh, favored in Arrowhead? They are favored in Arrowhead by three. Which I I actually kind of agree with. I was gonna take the favor, uh, and I I wouldn't have put it there. I I like them as the close dog at the one and a half marker personally. Um, but this game is going to be a shootout. I I think this is a I I would take this as a twenty seven twenty four, um, or a thirty one twenty eight scenario. It's gonna go high twenties most likely. I uh, you know uh, they're playing at one twenty five our time, so it's a three thirty five start. This is still not cold weather football in Arrowhead, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, you know, I don't think that necessarily benefits anybody. They, they, nope, Bills yeah, are playing. They, I feel like but, they can go either Do you place. remember that playoff game with New England? Yeah, last year? I mean, yeah. They, it just, but I, I love this game. I, I really do. I, I do think, think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's a little disrespectful at this point to with how the Chiefs have been playing. And, you know, the Bills have obviously been destroying people, but they still have those weird moments. I think it is a little disrespectful to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who have never lost to the Bills in a big spot. Obviously, the, they came in and beat them last year. But um, I, I feel like a lot of people are on the Bills, rightfully so. But to be favored by three away is basically saying, like, on a neutral field, you're favored by, like, seven, which I feel like is a little much. Um but uh, again, I would not okay. be surprised. All right. So before we before we finish up today, we do need to hit back into our pick'em. I'll have oh, to update goodness. next week. Uh, my I, my iPad decided to die when I had my notes on <laughs> for it. So uh, one thing I didn't put in Google Docs that I did was that. Um, so uh, let's just start with that game. Uh, you taking the Bills or the Chiefs in pick'em? Uh, Grant hit it. Chiefs. I am also going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Bills. Trying to get a game? Nope. Don't need it. You, you, yeah. you, are, you, are you scared, huh? No, scared I'm, of me? I am not scared of you at all. Also, <laughs> uh, official house rules, stop putting Rams in pickums because even if I think they're going to lose, I just have to pick them for like <laughs> hey, the, hey, hey, the now. good juju. So Wait, well, you're just beating me out of a pickum for free by putting them in there. Okay, well, I will. I will be putting most likely the Rams 49ers next game. Okay, that well. uh, depending on how you know what next I, week you know or what? so goes. I'll next say it now, ago. so I can't go back on it later. I'm going to pick the Niners next time and try to <laughs> reverse jinx this thing. Just so you know, I am going to probably pick the 49ers. Yeah, but for different reasons than you are. Yeah, because uh, I think they're actually going to win. Yeah, I also uh, <laughs> I also need to catch up on pickups. So. Okay, uh, Cowboys Eagles, Cowboys at Eagles Eagles. Uh, fly Eagles, fly! I, I think we're going to be a unanimous on that one. I have no reason not Seven, to pick the Eagles. Seventeen and zero. Philadelphia they haven't given me a reason not to. Though I will say, Arizona almost got them. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, let's go back up. Ravens at the Giants. Can the Giants keep it going? I Ravens. <sighs> it's to me. It's going to yeah. come down to better quarterback I, play. I I do think the Ravens are a better team. Um, I, there's a part of me that almost wants to pick the giants just, you know, but just cause, I, just cause, but I, I truly do think that they are 
limited in what they can do. And if Lamar comes out and kind of, you know, busts a little slump that he's in, I, I think they're going to roll through him. All a right. Bit. Uh, Bengals, Saints. Bengals at the Saints. I'm going to take the Bengals. I think the Saints are not very good still, despite what we saw last week. Well, that that means nothing with that, how awful that defense in Seattle is. Yeah, I, it was a shootout game, and I don't see that happening How long again. is Jameis out for? Is he coming back this week? I don't think so. I I have a... Even if he could come back, I don't know if they would I'm really taking the Bengals. Taking the Bengals? Okay. Also, by the way, you know, too. just saying... Rams are struggling, but Super Bowl hangover for a team that didn't even win the Super Bowl. Bengals are two and three. Just All right, I, I think that, I, I need to pick a, a thing, though. I need yeah. to pick a little bit of a divisive one here. Uh, so to split us up a little, uh, I'm gonna throw a wild card in Jaguars at the Colts. Jags, baby, I'm still on it. I'm still yeah. on it. I don't know. This game smart. is not in Jacksonville, so they can't <laughs> lose. <laughs> they can't lose to the Colts if it's not in Jacksonville. I'm going Jags. They're just more talent. They're they're more talent. A more talented team. I am going to take the Colts at home. I I am just banking on Trevor Lawrence not having a third week in a row <laughs> where he does not throw he a goes, touchdown. He goes touchdownless. Yeah. I am gonna. I want one more here. Let me go over to the NCAA of the football real quick. For this week, there is a game that I really wanted to pick. Uh, Which, by the way, uh, Bama almost lost. Hey, I that was crazy. And they're a maybe this week, or um, Bryce Young's still a maybe. They are playing at Tennessee, ranked number six. Tennessee is pretty filthy. I don't feel I want to pick that game, but I I don't want to because we don't know about yeah, Bryce that, Young. That so I feel like that's yeah. a little unfair. Yeah, if, if, and we're, we're far enough out in the week to where that doesn't make sense. Um. Actually, this is what it is, and I, I felt like this was relevant to all of us. USC is playing at Utah. Utah ranked 20, USC ranked 7. USC hasn't lost yet, but they didn't have a ton. They almost, of, they they almost lost great, to the Beavs a few weeks ago. Did lose to the Beavs. Which, by the way, Beavs, crazy comeback. That was ridiculous. Uh, this last weekend. 56-yard touchdown pass with 10 seconds left. He mossed him over his head. That was gorgeous. That was, I mean, that was awesome. That that was a catch. It was it was more the catch than the throw, obviously. Yeah. But like, yeah. dang, with 10 seconds left and you need it. It, it was like yeah. Minneapolis miracle, but As, much smaller because it's the yeah, Oregon State. It, and it was in the middle of and, the season. Yeah, and not know. a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was all those things. <laughs> was That's good. fair. Was it, are, are you guys four and two? Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's not bad. Yeah, I was happy, I was happy um, for that. So right now, uh, it is Utah minus three and a half against USC. But you, you got wait, it at Utah. You said this is at Utah. That's why I think it's dangerous. Ooh, I think USC Utah. isn't super tested yet. I'm going Utah. That, that team is dangerous. I mean, USC is. We just hear often a lot of times in college, it's the home team that that matters a lot. So I'm go, I'm, I'm I'm picking Utah. Okay. Um, Utah isn't quite as good as they were last year. That's true. Um, but. I you know I haven't admittedly watched a whole lot of USC. I wasn't super super impressed from them playing the Beavs, and the Beavs threw four picks in that game and still had a chance to win, and we just got stomped out by Utah a couple weeks ago. So 
because it is in Utah and because Utah is still a very good team, I'm actually going to pick Utah. Okay. Um, and it hopefully Matt pits USC and then Utah wins and I get, I, I am picking USC. Okay. I, I am picking USC. I, I totally hear, I don't uh, hate it. Those I, things, I, but I would probably pick them if I wasn't trying to play catch up. Yeah. So. But there's a little catch up needed. That is fair. Um, and I'll, I, I promise to catch everybody up on where we're at. Uh, and I uh, hope you, uh, you at home, uh, play along, see how you do against us. I've been, I've been on a pretty good run guys. I'm not going to lie. It's been a good year so far. Um, if sounds we were like someone, on, sounds like someone who's nervous. Well, so I, I did this little calculator thing. Um, I, and if we, I went back through my games and what their projections were, if we had dropped a hundred dollars on all of my games right now, I, I up through week four, I, I did not have week five stats on that, but I, I believe we would be somewhere in the realm of about $27,000. So why didn't you do that? Because I don't bet on sports, <laughs> but sure. Um, because the feeling of putting a hundred dollars on a <laughs> on anything <laughs> on right a now, pick especially. Oh gosh, when it takes a hundred dollars to fill up your gas tank right now, uh, no thanks. Oh wait, we don't do societal commentating on this. Uh, we don't talk about things like that. Yeah. We're, get, we're that's really close to politics, guys. I only have to drive that. to Salem a few times a week. It only hurts a lot. Yeah, well, but that's enough of that. I I may or may not have made uh, four trips to and from the airport in the last ten days. So. <sighs> Uh, you're Speaking welcome. Of which, hey, I need to go to the airport. Can you drive me? That's not happening. <laughs> uh, now, you guys have an awesome week with football. Uh, hopefully, you are cheering right alongside Grant and the rest of us for the Mariners. Come on. We'll hope for a good rest of the week there. Uh, we're, we tape this pretty late at night this week, for us anyway. So we're going to go home and go to bed and go night-night. Um, but uh, you guys have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk back at you. (laughs) That's what needs to happen. I'm going to brew some sleepy time tea and just forget that I don't really care about baseball. Oh, bingo. Night-night, everybody. Good night.